welcome to podcast number 56. 56! We're going to be catching up with the recent film and TV shows we've watched before going over the latest film news. In the second part of the podcast, we are going to be having a review and a discussion of Evil Dead Rise. Mm. And then, of course, in the third part of the podcast, we will be answering your questions. Ian, Andy, good to have you here. Yeah. What's up? How you been? Oh you? man, busy as fuck over the last month. I am brimming to my holidays coming up soon. I'm like, well, by the time this goes live to go up for YouTube. Hopefully um, a day or two from day here. Day or two. I'll be like a week away from getting my weekends back for 15 weekends. <gasps> Paid. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then my other holiday will come up in about six or seven weeks. So I'll be off for like six weeks being paid from two jobs and not having to work well other than obviously doing the show uh, but I did manage to get actually write down a list of stuff because I wanted to talk about because uh, awesome. obviously I never do because after time I'm well it's usually I've worked and wrestled and yeah. or watched wrestling, and watch and wrestling working <laughs> and watching wrestling you know and just fucking doing shit um, or we're like hey tell us ten things and you're like here's five <laughs> <laughs> well you know I'm busy three of them doubled up whatever <laughs> So, um, last week, I was really happy because I bought the Clerks trilogy on DVD, and I sat down and watched all three Clerks movies back-to-back in one evening. My God. Emotional. I mean, I was talking <laughs> to you on... that where you were like, I was going to FaceTime you. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to call you, and then I watched... Too emotional, I was watching fucking I was, like, I was like, okay. Matt, I'm you, what did I say to you on the phone? It was like, watching the first one is like looking at, like, grunge-era cinema, you know, 1994, mm. black and white. Fucking, the second one, 2004, which I hadn't seen in ages, that's like, new, what was it, we said new like metal. New metal. Like, yeah. emo fucking music of that time. And then the third movie made me feel like the old man looking back at those times going, man, I remember when music was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with how bad the music cues are in that movie. I, like, uh, I said it to Gary recently, like, I'm going around and I'm just going to get all the View Askew movies of Kevin Smith. Or, like, oh, fucking good luck, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I got Dogma. Well, that's the that's the hardest one to get. You got the golden Charizard. Well I got, done. I got Dogmo for six quid. I got more ads at home. Jimmy Sun and Bob on DVD. Really? Yeah. Man, oh man, I'm gonna. Big they up. didn't know what they had. Man, that man, fucking hell. I'm gonna <laughs> big up my the place uh, CEX. Uh, I don't know if people they yeah. call it Sex in America. I, I don't, don't know if you ever hear the radio advert. Well, come I mean, to te- Sex and buy <laughs> stuff. I'm like, technically, if we pronounced it, I suppose we call it sex as well but yeah. we just well, say it spell we call it, out yeah we call it British we're too embarrassed yeah. to say man I got <laughs> well for those of you live watching uh, the, the the podcast you'll be able to see this but obviously if you're just listening to audio I got a Dark Star UMD John Carpenter's Dark Star for the PSP I was going to fucking UMD. I know, mate. I still got mine. And Look I'm at still, this dead tech. <laughs> we were talking about tech earlier. I've still, I, I recently retro. bought my PSP again. Take this out. Uh, yeah, again, just be careful of the case because obviously the cases were kind of <laughs> really flimsy and loose. And it's, Look at this fucking shit. <laughs> Look at this. Man, that is John Carpenter's. You can fit a whole movie on there? That is John Carpenter's first movie like I was just going through CX's website looking at DVDs and shit my, that phone, my, my smartwatch vibrated like it was like there's some strange <laughs> ancient alien tech near me what the fuck and calm down I actual was, I, technology I was don't worry I was looking to get Halloween I was looking to get Halloween for the PSP because yeah. I thought it would be just get, cool to get that in my collection and I saw this and I was just like 
just on the fact alone that I'm a John Carpenter fan the fact that when he made this film it was a college project that he made on a shoestring mm. budget yep. that barely anybody actually watched that somebody went you know what would look good on the PSP <laughs> John Carpenter's Yeah, because they were like, the, the smaller the screen, the better. better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking, yeah. That's Just fucking sweet, that. dude. That's fucking sweet. Uh, man, yeah. obviously, I've got to show off as well for the, the, uh, the Twitch, like my new T-shirt as well. It's the uh, the Thing versus the, uh, the Kurt Russell. So you got uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Snake Plissken, and you got McCready. So Class. Kind of... That's why I've been working so fucking hard, making some money. So you can buy T-shirts and rare UMD. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, £1.50's a lot. You know? Um, family and I went last week to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Um, I don't know if obviously we wanted to throw this in now while we're talking about it, but... Um, Hell yeah. I watched it. Yeah, yeah I watched it too. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went in the fun. opening day. You good. did? I, there's no, there was no waiting. Like, uh, yeah, I'd say best one since Endgame for me, personally. I, I preferred it over the Spider-Man. I also... Agree, it's the best Marvel film since Endgame, and I do think as well, yeah, that it's the most complete trilogy. Of, yes, absolutely. You know, like of all the yeah. different Marvel, Captain America. Like, I would honestly of say, of the last twenty years, I can't think of a better trilogy no. that's come out. That's it. We were saying, wasn't it? I was talking to Gary about it, like. Say Although what, that thing needs a fucking trigger warning about say, like animal cruelty and shit. So sure. Because so sure. a friend of mine was going to go and I know his little girl loves animals. I was like, dude, you may want to proof watch this. Say, yeah, <laughs> say what you want about Marvel movies and we know all the backlash with James Gunn and what he's gone through with making his films and stuff like that. But the fact that he's actually able to successfully complete a trilogy within a 10-year arc of movies anyway with storylines shooting all over the place, that the fact that you can sit down and watch Guardians 1, 2, and 3 back-to-back, and to, in my my opinion, they're fucking outstanding. Mm. You know, they are just... The acting's really good. Even, like, uh, was it... Um, is it Karen Gillian, who plays Nebula? I don't yeah. know if that's an actress's yep. name. Yeah. The, her character alone is just... Oh, the, the, actual, the actual progression. Yeah, uh, yeah from, from story Infinity yeah. War to now. Yeah, yeah or yeah. T- taken into all five movies I, that they were in. I, I fucking loved the way that they, like... Uh, what was it? They had Star-Lord sort of, like, deal with, like, you know... Oh, I nearly fucking... Oh, I destroyed half the universe. And stuff, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was actually because something James that... James, James Gunn it. was annoyed yeah, because yeah. He, he had to carry on what the other writers had done yeah. with his toys essentially and yeah, so when yeah. he saw what what they did with uh, with um, star lord and you know getting emotional and you know messing up the thing with thanos which resulted yeah. in the click and so yeah i'm glad that they dealt with that and they dealt with a lot of heavy issues Yo, they uh, always have, though. those was, movies always have well i thought yeah. it was clever the way they um but just smart in the way that obviously you I don't want to spoil it or anything for anyone who's not watched it. Ah, uh, but they, well, I think we're they good. Put, well, it's not. It's not. No, we'll try not to spoil Guardians. They, put, yeah. they yeah. put Rocket out of commission for a little bit in this movie. Yeah. But they don't like say uh, they don't Hawkeye him because they do flashbacks periodically. Yes. So you still get plenty of Rocket yeah. story whilst him not being in this part of the story. Yeah. yeah. For a near um, three-hour movie. Uh, do you as know? Well? What I was just about to say it's probably too long. Oh, it's probably still too long. Oh really? No. I. Yeah. Because yeah, I there's a character you could have cut out of it. Go on. Which character? I, I just like Adam Warlock felt like an afterthought. Yes, I, I, I've I, heard that from a few places. I, I would personally, if you, I'm not I saying he was bad, I liked Will Potter. I didn't I mind love what they Will did. Potter. I'm not a fucking massive Adam Warlock fan. Where I was like, oh, I'm I fucking know what they did, but I'm like, 
that felt like someone I'm was glad like, James, you mentioned him, you need yeah, to put him in it. Yeah, that's it. I felt like that. There was just like, right, we've, we've stuck Adam Warlock at the end of number two. Yeah. We've got to do something with him or it's going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they got Will Poulter in, they, the fact that they got him to play this character, the fact that at the end of this he's, Guardians... His interaction you with can the keep Grand Guardians going. Yeah, yeah, you can keep yeah. Guardians going with these introduce, uh, introduced new characters and you can send the other ones off on their way. You know, just doing their own thing. Fucking loved it. Um, Sorry, the um, the other one I was going to say about it with it is um, what was it? Um, oh no, I've gone. I fucking lost it. Never mind. You carry on. Mate. Go, no, right. okay. So you had, I recently, you had a really good point there. I, I recently got um, Shadow Shadow Warrior free on uh, Game Pass. Oh, I've nice. loved the Shadow Warrior games with low wearing, running around, fucking just slashing and shooting up shit. Uh, this one is stupid again. Um, it's based. They've just basically taken the Doom Eternal tool. And stuck it into the game. So basically, you come into a room, there's shitload tons of monsters, run around, keep yourself alive until everything is dead, rinse and repeat. Mm. Um, it's easy. I'm balancing that with um, Evil Dead the game. I'm still trying to level uh, fucking Prestige 5, my fucking character <laughs> of Henry. I'm telling you, once I get, once I prestige him, I'm fucking done. I'm going to have to step away because like, <laughs> I was singing the music before we started because obviously I, the music's embedded in my head and I haven't got time because at the same time, I bought Felony, Felony 1179 and Overboard for the PlayStation 1. Oh, I need to get tits. those completed. Love I'm that. halfway through Max Payne 2. Nice. Oh, I've, I've still got Max Payne 1 and 2 on like. On I just my turned Xbox up to on take on Vladir, uh, Vladimir Lem's characters. I forgot I how is, good the story Max Payne's is. theme tune. Sometimes oh, I'll wake dun, up in the morning dun, dun, and the Max Payne theme tune dun, will play dun, in my dun, head. Dun, and I'm just dun, like, dun, it's like dun, I wake up in a noir movie. Do you know what? If I get, if I get the third one available dun, to dun, me at any point, I'll replay all three of them in a while. See, I kind of want to do that. The third one. Third one was, I think, is like one of Rockstar's best. Best kept little secrets. Really? Yeah, like, or Rockstar, Rocksteady. Yeah, what, Rockstar was it? Rockstar, yeah. yes, Rockstar. In the same way as like the Warriors was. Okay, Honestly, yeah. I, I, yeah, Max Payne three. Was number two, fun. I had to go back and play number two because I'd missed it. And during the week, I did the construction building mm-hmm. level. Remember, it's. Yeah. Uh, when we were living, living together and I went off to get another bottle of fucking alcohol because we were drinking yeah. and I walked past the construction site and I was so drunk I was, and we were playing Max Payne 2 you were gone for so long I climbed into the construction site and just started jumping around like in slow motion I was, it was <laughs> you came crazy back with cuts and, that and scrapes and yeah that level is still hard as fuck nothing <laughs> says classic gaming and nothing breaks you more than playing a game do, doing a whole level cool as fuck Getting to the end, watching the cut sequences, rem- reminiscing and hitting all that nostalgia, starting the next level, dying, yeah, and realizing there's no checkpoint, yeah, and you ha- and you have to manually save it, and you've had to go back and do that whole level all over fucking again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I was going to bring up the wrestling, but we'll leave the wrestling for the moment because I know Andy and Gary's got some lists. Sure, yeah. Andy, would you like to? Uh, yeah, catch I mean, well, I'd say I watched Guardians. But I just realised the thing I was going to say is what I did think is that the um, it's probably the best villain since Thanos as well that they've had as well. Yeah, the pure sinister, yes. like God damn. Yes. Glory, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but he had a Dude, purpose and an agenda, and that bit at the end was like, yeah. like I didn't think they were going to cut it when they did. I was like, holy fuck! Yeah, I yeah. started looking around to see if there were any kids like breaking it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, so. Yeah, that was really good. I mean, I, I picked. Uh, I watched Ant Man because it dropped on, um, you know, Quantum Mania. It dropped the other day on Disney Plus, and I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I said to you guys earlier, the first time I started watching, I fucking fell asleep through it. I rewatched well, it last. Mania, yeah, yeah it, it just didn't grab me at all. The it was all over the fucking place. Rewatched it um, with Donna last night, and I was like, "Ah, this isn't too bad. It's yeah. not good. 
But it's not yeah, too t- yeah, bad. I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I was. I don't think the CGI was as bad as everyone said. Modoc looked like shit. Yeah, and that was the worst. was the biggest atrocity yeah. of Ant Man. But I liked the artistic, <laughs> was, weird alien yeah. creatures. I've, I've never seen it, stuff no, like that. The tone was just fucking everywhere. Like, is it, it serious or funny? Make your fucking mind up. But anyway, yeah, yeah. it was like, that was alright, but it did entertain me. Fuck, Bill Murray rocks up, and you're like, does he? Yeah, one scene. Uh, this, ah. this, this would be funny for a minute, wouldn't it? And yeah, it was. Like, okay, cool. Um, I watched Quasi. You know the Broken Lizard movie, the guys with uh, the yeah. super troopers? Yeah. No. So, no. that dropped on Disney Plus. No, fuck that movie. <laughs> it's oh. literally the, it's one so of the worst. Mania was better than that. <laughs> Man, I'll fart in a snare drum right now and give you a better movie than fucking Quasi. It was garbage. I've never even heard of I, it. We, didn't we, when we did our top like comedy movies, I put Super, super Troopers. troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how much I love those guys. Yeah. That is how bad that fucking film is. Yeah, but Super Troopers 1 is really good. Yeah. Camp Dread, Super Troopers 2, yeah. and this quasi, they've not done anything good. There I is, keep there, trying. There is not a single funny fucking moment in that fucking movie. Like, the only other so time bad. I think they were funny was, weren't they in Super Bad? Were those guys in Super Bad? They turn up? Or they may have had a cameo. Yeah. Right. There is a cameo, so I can't remember, but yeah. fucking watch Super Troopers. Um, we, but just after that, I watched it with Don. So it was funny, it sounds really bad. Beer Fest, yes, good pull, fucking real quick. Beer Fest is fucking funny. Um, I watched that and then instantly afterwards we watched this other film on Netflix called Werewolf Within which is this weird comedy movie like a, almost like who done it about I've seen that with I've the cops. that is surprisingly yes. funny it's yeah. really good it's I really don't good. want to spoil anything to do it but I was, yeah. it's one of those like real kind of like because that this, cop this is was in Halloween Ends and yeah. when he popped up I was like oh it's the guy who did Werewolf Within he's the writer director yeah. and the star of that and it was, I, it, I, re- it was, I recommend it, it in my closing of, of best werewolf movies yeah. Uh, but yeah yeah, it's odd it's Fucking, the odd it's, it's odd yeah it's yeah. not what you think it's going to be yeah. and, and yeah. then it kind of is so <laughs> yeah. yeah very strange um, so I watched that um, I caught Creed 3 um, oh, yeah. finally yeah um, it was. I think it's the weakest one. I agree. Of the oh, wow. three. And I, I, I put it down to lack of Rocky. You like Sylvester Stallone, yeah. yeah. I, I really did. They tried to do Rocky. one without him to see if Creed could stand on his own. And, and I he thought, can. I no, I like, I like the origin yeah. story. I like the yeah. the way that they told it throughout the whole movie. Isn't the guy the, fighting fucking Kang? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jonathan yeah. Majors, yeah. Majors? Majors? Majors. Well, he's yeah. not going to be in any more Rocky Oh, mate, do, listen, do you know when I said, like, I didn't know who he was really until it dropped that he was going to be in Creed 3. I saw him in Loki, and then it was always Kang. And then they dropped this Hennessy advert that he right. did where he's drinking Hennessy. The the product placement for Hennessy in Creed 3. I didn't know it's obviously. fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, there was so much, but. It, it was cool seeing Tony Bellew come back and Florian Montenew as well, like having like, oh, now Drago's his sparring partner. Yeah, yeah. Little things like that I quite like, but it's also like kind of standard. But I don't know. Oh, it just, the the last fight, I just didn't, I really didn't like it. Yeah, I, and I know it was, oh, it's kind of anime inspired. I'm like, okay, well, it didn't fucking work. How was that anime inspired? You just have to watch it, I guess. I don't know shit about anime. I was just told that. All I can tell you is the, was it in, was the artistical it... choice for the last fight wasn't good. Like, it kind I mean, of goes did, out okay, fantasy-wise. It's uh, not a fucking boxing so match. So what? They turn into cartoons? Not quite. Do I would you, say watch it. Like they, or wiki it. They punch each... Well, I did wiki it, and I didn't read anything no, they, about it, them it punching just kind of goes, you know, like, like when, when, when fucking Adonis is, like, struggling... Spoilers. When Adonis is, like, struggling, like, you know... like Does he like super saying up? Like 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 kind of, yeah. Like a fucking cage falls around. So, look, whatever. It, I'm sure if you're into it, it it's based they on some kind of They drop a cage on him. Yeah, sort of. Look, it's shit. Is what I'm going to say, basically. <laughs> it's definitely the weakest of them, but, you know... Oh, and the, the fucking time jump was ridiculous. Would they jump, like, fucking 10, 12 years or something? Man, you should totally... That jump. baby is like a grown-ass <laughs> kid. And I'm like, 
Well, Adonis has aged pretty well, hasn't he? And yeah. He's a day since the second one and everything, you know. And then, um, I don't know, it was kind of set up for a sequel with the daughter. She'll probably be trained for by... For sure. She'll yeah, probably be, like, trained by, like, Clubber Lang's former well, that, Dog <clears throat> Walker's college roommate the, the, or something. We've got the Drago TV spin-off yeah. in the works as well, so... What are they going to um, call that? Drago? Probably. Probably, yeah, yeah. But... Just a couple of quick... I watched a couple of um, documentaries. I watched Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Highly recommend. Okay. On okay. Netflix. Good documentary. Uh, and this is an older one. is uh, Death Tourism. Or Death Tourist. Uh, which is like a guy who goes out... Is it, this was done in like 2018. So it's pre-pandemic. And he just goes off to places that are like... F- fucking weird. Like, you know, these death tours <laughs> go to. So, for example, he goes to one of those like... Uh, those fucking torture houses. You know, in the States. Where it's like a horror house. But like, you get fucking tortured. Oh, like um, an orphanage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, you yell predator, everyone. It freaks everyone out. But, um, you know, so yeah, you, go, you know, he goes to like voodoo festivals and Day of the Dead and all that I, kind this of This is on Netflix, isn't it? On Netflix, I, I actually yeah. watched the first episode yeah, uh, during the lockdown, but I was like, it's a bit too much for me right now. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. But the um, the only other thing that I did is um, I finally, because it the price was amazing for both games, as I picked up the remake of Resident Evil 2. You did, yeah, you said, yeah. 12 quid for both of them. I was like, yes, please. So I took the time to play. I haven't played three yet because I have been addicted to Resi 2. I'm on my third playthrough of like the second scenario. Awesome. Which is really funny because the achievements are fucked. It won't pop the achievements. So I was just like, ah, whatever. But um, at, I know I'm late to the game on it because I didn't get, I didn't get the chance to play it when it first came out. But I Resi 2 was always, I think, my favourite. It was mine, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, Oh, you beautiful yeah. bastards! It, isn't it? This is amazing. Really I fucking love this game. Yeah, and it's so good. It's such. It's like they really perfected like the the ratio of item management. Like yeah. you've got to be smart. That yeah. B scenario when you play the new get the second playthrough yeah. is like even more frantic because it's like you know Mr. X who was in the first one. You only saw him in the B scenario, whereas they put him into the, He's in the A first part. Yeah. But in scenario B, he is like. I'm not leaving you alone. Like, no, so I no. did find myself actually yelling, would you just fuck off? Like, you know. <laughs> did you get stuck in a safe room? Because I, I ran into a safe room. He, not he, in a safe room. I've seen the, that video on the internet where he rips someone out of it, but not no, in a safe room. room. But, you know the, the, I know uh, the one you the, mean. The, the, yeah, that, that room. The bottom. No, I, I, I've I not got been stuck in there. there and as I kept, I kept popping my head out and he's just stood at the bottom of the stairs looking at me and I'm like, fucking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. My brain's like, you can make it. You can run out there up the stairs really, really fast. And I'm just like, why is this game doing this to me? Mate, I, uh, what I did find is literally I was playing it today or like this morning, maybe last night, I can't remember. But um, there was what, I went into a certain room, I was being chased by him and I went into a certain room where it was just, uh, I think because it was like the last of a particular key, I was like, I've got to open that fucking door. Yeah. Get through there, pick up whatever was in there. And I was like, oh, this is just a fucking closet. Well, I mean, they're not going to make him come here. Oh, here he fucking is! I have to ask bitch. you, though, uh, did you use new soundtrack or original soundtrack? Yeah, you can do the OG soundtrack. Oh, can you switch you the soundtrack? Well, like, well, if you pre-ordered it or you pay an extra... Well, I paid £12 for both yeah, games, or yeah, probably not. Yeah, no, I didn't know yeah. about that. Or maybe I've unlocked that. it. I might have maybe, unlocked it to play yeah. through. But I'll, I mean, I'll I thought it was that. just in the option. Was it no, I had to pay. Then? I had to pay like £4 extra. Oh, no, I didn't even know about it. that. That's another. Oh, fucking makes me love it more. Yeah. Yeah. And just the. Um, apart from just like being an incredible engine and everything like that, I just. Oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. Unless. Look, I, I know I've just said like the original is my favourite, but I don't claim to know everything about the game. But I think this is the first time that I actually realised. 
found out that they actually they that the police station is an old museum. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was no, that original? It was. It was. See, I, I obviously never read that. I was obviously too. I was too busy fucking running from zombies. But sure, sure. when you find a pamphlet that explains it, he's like, "Who would fucking build a fucking yeah, police station yeah, museum?" Finds, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Chief Irons explained it in the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. I probably, probably, I probably smoked it away. But yeah, fucking um, absolutely loved it. Can't wait to play the third one. I know it's a lot shorter and not quite. A full it is, game but it's it a, a bit very, of a very cinematic. Yeah, yeah exactly. They do I'm, I'm some great characterization. Yeah, of well, and, and I love. Um, it, it was a perfect time for them to kind of perfect the perpetual enemy yes. mechanic as yeah, well between yeah. X and uh, Nemesis. Nemesis, so, yeah, hell yeah. It, it's literally it's on the PlayStation Network for the same price as well. So if you've got PlayStation or thing, I nearly bought it for the PlayStation for the nostalgia of playing it. On a PlayStation pad, nice. which sounds stupid. <laughs> not as stupid when you realise I didn't buy it for the PS5 because like that's ah, not the same fucking pad they changed. It. I'll play it on the Xbox. Like. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, I've got a few things to uh, to catch up on. Uh, some good, some shit. This mm. one, eh? Uh, the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah uh, it's already it? it's already getting a sequel with Russell Crowe returning. So spoilers, he survives. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> uh, the story follows uh, Gabriel Amorth, the Vatican's leading exorcist, as he investigates the possession of a child and uncovers a conspiracy the Vatican has tried to keep secret. Yawn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was predictable. It was trippy, Great one word cheesy, and mostly tame. You know, some grumbling, mumbly dialogue, uninteresting characters, a tedious, slow pace. Yeah. However, some very good effects work towards the end. Uh, so I was like, well, who was this? Uh, who directed this? Uh, it's Julius Avery. Uh, who directed Overlord in 2018. Oh. Uh, which was, uh, I thought it was we okay. We went to see that. Yeah, yeah, we went to see that. He had a really good concept with that, and then he screwed up the third act. I, I, I agree. I, th- I thought Overlord got weaker as yeah. it went on. We, weaker, yeah. But a really strong opening. And he also directed Samaritan in uh, last year, 2022, which is a film I switched Stallone. off. Yeah. I thought it was Ooh. terrible. So he's not doing well with us. So for, for me, yeah, Overlord <laughs> was his best film, and since then he's... No, yeah. I, not do you know what? Me. I yeah, I Stigma, switched Marin off as Stig, well. Stigma yeah. is better. I than started Pope watching it, and when they did the whole flashback and stuff, I was like, oh, he was like, this is the good guy, and he died. Oh, he's a good guy. Like bullshit. He's giving me the bad guy. Yeah, Click, yeah, turn yeah, the fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just tough. <laughs> Mate, my phone told me about it. I was like, oh, I was right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy three, uh, brilliant. I was. Uh, so happy to see Nathan Fillion turn up. Oh, Nathan oh, Fillion yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. That suit man, was something else, right? <laughs> that know? whole fucking world. Yeah. Did you ever watch The Rookie? No, I didn't. Be serious. I reckon oh, you no. should totally just watch it because Nathan Fillion's Fillion. in it. Yeah, yeah. I keep seeing clips of it on YouTube, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't ever know when this series was on, but I can watch all these Nathan Fillion bits all the fucking time. Sure. And same with <laughs> Guardians when he turned up in that weird fucked up suit. <laughs> Yeah, and like it was the whole the whole sequence in Guardians Three where they go there and they got those suits on and the whole thing is like bio organic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just like the art. <laughs> so of everything you oh touch God, is gross. It's like, gross. I just absolutely. remember as well. Doesn't he th- do that thing with his arms in fucking Suicide Squad and get shot? He's, he's, he, his arms come off. In, no, in yeah, that's Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also how, loved how, uh, how Cosmo was... the dog. Yeah, uh, she was great. They got right. Borat's daughter the actress yes. that played his daughter yeah, yeah. well she it, she did the voice in the Christmas special that's well. right yeah. Yeah. yeah Um, but oh man how beautiful was Drax's ending there were so many beautiful endings yeah. to these characters the story ending for Drax Mantis. for me I was just like 
<laughs> Mantis was great. Yeah, it, it really great. does. Yeah. They do all get to bow out <laughs> in yeah, their own ways. a friend of mine as well. I was like, have you seen the Christmas special? He's like, no. I said, you kind of need to watch the Christmas yeah. special before you watch this. Just a little bit. He's yeah. like, you're telling me to go and watch a fucking Christmas special with me. I'm like, it's your, fault for, not, it's, it. it's your fault for not watching it fucking December. Yeah, you should yeah. watch it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, next film I watched was Renfield. Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades longs for a life away from the Count and his various demands and all the bloodshed that comes with them. Uh, this was from director Chris McKay, who did the Lego Batman movie and the Tomorrow War, which was forgettable, really. Um, it stars Nicholas Holt as Renfield, Nicholas Cage as Dracula, and Aquafina as Rebecca. Aquafina. Yeah. Um, I think I've drank that in a club. <laughs> Get a shot of one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought this film think... was, was great fun, actually. It was over the top gore, over the top cage. You know, it's great yeah. for what it is, and it's fun, inventive, it's packed with style and punch. You know, I felt that the acting, though, for, for <laughs> almost every... I thought the acting by everybody other than Nick Cage and Nicholas Holt was subpar. Those oh, two wow. were fantastic in the roles. Yeah. Uh, and, and mostly I would be looking at Aquafina. I thought she, being the love interest or the, the lead uh, other lead character, was, was not very convincing. Um, and so... Were the rest uh, a bunch of unknowns, though, by any chance? No, you know I mean? no a, a bunch of the others, you'd be like, oh, I've seen that person right in, in that show, and that person in that show. Yeah. Um, see um, Nicholas Cage going to be a playable character in Dead by in Daylight. In Dead by Daylight now. Yeah. What the that fuck? That made me smile. Uh, Dead by Daylight's also getting a, um, a video game by the people that made The Quarry. Yeah. So, lots more for Dead by Daylight. Just, just kind of on top of it. So I walked into the, into the front room the other day. I was about to go and do something in the garden, and I was like... I, I, I said to Don, I was like... What are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm gonna watch a film. I was like, what are you watching? It was just coming up, and, I, and then it's like the music hit me, and I was like, oh, it's a core memory. And she was like, I'm gonna watch Face Off. What are you doing? And I was about to do some work in the garden, and I went, fucking watching Face Off now, man. So, you know, I was fucking sit down, man. Not getting the next uh, 90 I minutes back. Fucking love Face Off. <laughs> fucking right. So, Turns out, still holds up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, um, Renfield, good, fun, entertaining watch. Uh, next thing up was a documentary, Amityville, an original story miniseries that showcases uh, the story that inspired the film franchise, presenting eyewitness accounts, archival footage, and entirely new interviews with surviving members of the Lutz family. What's this on? Um, I'm not sure where I watched it now, actually. The internet. Um, it's um, It was an MGM, I think, production. Okay. I can't remember where I streamed it wait, from. Wait, no, because I'd give that a go. Wait, I so enjoyed it. Like. It's four which hours. Which family do they follow? The original family? Oh, they the follow... Sh- <clears throat> the, the first sh- episode follows... The, the Lutz family. family. No, the Lutz family, because that's the story that broke. Lutz! The haunting, Lutz. right? It was the haunting that brought everyone's attention to it. So this, the first episode right, starts but there. But there wasn't a haunting. There, there well, wasn't. But that's what this show is about. Yeah. It's a... Don't know, Ian, <clears throat> you've watched the documentary yeah, no, there, there, have you? With a face like you've been hit with a shovel no, already. No, 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 no. I, I know, I get what you're saying, and I love the fact... I'm a big fan of the Amitville storyline. I, I love all that kind of, kind of shit. But, 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 but... <laughs> 
I mean, is the house still standing? Yes, there's a family so living in it right th now. There's a family living Man, in it no right now. There's no way it's not now. on Airbnb. And, 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 Easily. And oh how, God, many, how many ghostly incidents has this new family come across since the Lutz family ran out in terror when the devil tried to fucking eat their families? No. You're right, no, right. <laughs> because the family that, that, you know, because the family that went in before the Lutzes, the fucking brother was sleeping with the sister and decided to try to shoot the family. Well, that's, that's not like maybe necessarily true either. No, that's it. It's all fucking... It's all hearsay. Yeah. I think you need to watch the documentary, but it's Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I, it, the, the, the documentary, I thought, wasn't biased. It showed the psychic investigators that went in there yeah. and it shows the little boy that, that they got a picture of that's peeking out you know from the door and then they took all the other photos of all the other people that were in the house and they matched it to a tech sound technician who just they just turned the camera graded face and went look it's his face you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, yeah. that's not a ghost you got I mean, a picture of that's great that's great that they, they, it investigates so, all yeah, of that it, and it, takes it, all it the debunks evidence. everything that can yeah, be it debunked, debunked everything. but it, you still have you know the psychics that that they explained that whatever dark feeling was in there they you know testaments from the the priests that the couldn't even go really, near the house the psychics aren't really professor xavier and but Jean then Grey it goes into <laughs> conversations with the lawyers and the people that made millions yes. off of this uh through book sales rights ownerships movie sequels remakes because but it also goes into uh, the DeFeo family that moved in there before that yeah. had all of the shootings and yeah. whether they were poisoned because how did the how did he go around and shoot his four siblings and his parents and they were all in bed and not a single one of them moved after the first gunshot. Well, that's well, it. I all mean, of we're that talking, kind of stuff is mm, fascinating. We're talking like, what happened? Late seventies, so autopsies and fucking um, chemical was it the um, well yeah, but I mean the I'm, toxicology they're, reports they're using, would like, not have been good. Newer techniques, sure. Yeah, yeah, but the body the, nowadays the bodies would would have been so decomposed you wouldn't be able to get anything other than like gary said hearsay that he might have spiked their drinks because because supposedly the brother was sleeping in the basement and possibly having an incestuous relationship with his sister but I was, he was in also the documentary says that that was made up by the people making movies yeah but well that i mean i saw it in another documentary that it possibly might have been the sister the who implied it implied the relationship with the brother and that he had used the drugs that because he was he was on drugs and the dad wanted him out but then obviously when you got the lutz family move in they had spent a lot of money on the house or buying the house yeah. and so it put themselves into a lot of debt well they had mafia connections or other you know which, issues and debts yeah so. which meant they made more money when they moved out blowing up this story because once they sold the story made the book turned it into films you know it just Broke out. Well, the thing but, is, the the family didn't actually get as much money as the lawyers and other people yeah, did. So, but the more, oh, yeah. but the yeah. more, uh, the, but the more the newspapers started to uh, look into it, didn't they? And the more documentaries that they went through it, yeah. The 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 more the evidence started to tweak to the fact of, like, I love the idea of the Amityville house. But I want the I want to go to the Amityville house and literally stand there in the Amityville house, just look at me and go, get out! And be like, oh yeah, that motherfucker haunted. <laughs> right? Yeah, but, but yeah, the fact there's, that there's not much chance of that. Happening. The fact there's a family living in it now. You're gonna be fun on the tour, aren't you? So this is where you're like, shut up, bitch! I'm... <laughs> is that Jody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Jody? Stupid yeah. flying pig. Ironically, after a while, you will probably be told to leave. Yeah, well, like yeah, yeah. just by the tour guide. <laughs> get um, the fuck out. That's what I was waiting for. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a, a modern, well, I guess it's not so modern anymore, but okay, it's I one of the most that. famous haunted house stories in human history, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, so, no a uh, four-hour documentary uh, flew by, flew by. Cool. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is Beef. Beef. Uh, created by Beef. Lee Sung Jin, 
starring Stephen Young, Ali Wong and Joseph Lee. It's a Netflix show about two people who get mm. into a road rage incident that burrows into their minds and slowly consumes their every thought and action. It's ten episodes, each episode just under an hour long, with a crazy sense of escalation throughout all ten episodes Absolutely. that has a very satisfying ending. It's highly worth a watch, very, very entertaining as you watch two people destroy themselves and their loved ones and everything around them in their own hate for almost a complete stranger. Nice. Uh, but the way that you get in, the way you get introduced to each of these characters, even each episode, you find out a little bit more about why they have become the way they are. And so you sympathize with them, and uh, and because some of the things that they do are so horrendous, you can't help but want to watch the next episode and <laughs> just see how they react and how it escalates from beef. there and there. Uh, so yeah, beef on Netflix, definitely uh, one to to give a watch. Uh, next thing we'll talk about, the last thing, is Starship Troopers Extermination. Extermination. It's finally come out in early access on Steam. It's developed by Offworld Industries, who previously worked on Squad, Postscriptum, and Beyond the Wire. <laughs> I've not played any of those. <laughs> you said it was Offworld. I was like, is this a fucking film or a game? No, it's, it's, a, like, game. it's, 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 it's a game. It's a game. at the moment. Uh, okay, so right. it's early access. It's in alpha. The game's not due for, to release for another year yet. Um, now, uh, it's, uh, it's a 16-player co-op PvE uh, that puts you in the far front lines of an all-out battle against the bugs. Yeah. It's essentially uh, what you would want from a Starship Troopers game. We had one a few years ago, or last year, Terran mm. Command, which was more Command and Conquer. Command this one's first-person yeah. shooter. 16 players against hordes and waves of bugs. Horde mode's not out yet. Uh, yeah. But there, there's going to be multiple planets, multiple types of bugs. It's a bug Ranging planet. difficulty, uh, experience points, <laughs> weapon unlocks, customization unlocks. There's a lot of stuff that's yet to come. The game is out now at just over £20 in early access. And I've put in about 10 hours so far. I've played by myself and I've played in a squad. Uh, playing with a squad, obviously with friends, so much more fun. However, it's still... It, it, you know the the game is working when mm. all of the players on there, when you hear them all screaming Starship Troopers quotes endlessly <laughs> for 30 minutes. Yeah. You know? Oh, this is who this game's for. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. it's amazing how Starship Troopers from, what, 97? Yeah, yeah. Uh, still has that impact where people yeah, still want to shoot bugs uh, in that universe. The game's janky. It doesn't have full optimization options yet. Playing with a controller, the recoil is ass. Like, there are so many quality of life things that need to come. But like I said, the game's just come out. They've patched it twice since it's come out uh, on Thursday. So uh, it's definitely one to keep an eye on, I think. I really would like to see a roadmap of what they're going to be adding. But uh, I really, uh, really uh, enjoying my time with it. So, yeah. Yeah, good fun. Sweet. Sweet. Poopers. Yeah. Rico's Roughnecks. <laughs> Do you want to know more? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. On to some news. Yeah. Well... Only a few news stories this time. We've got a lot of quickfire news, though. But the, I guess one of the, the biggest stories going on in Hollywood right yeah, now... No oh, Holly the... will it be in Philip Schofield leaving this morning? What? No, nah, fuck that shit. Oh, I never heard this. <laughs> I couldn't understand any of the words you just said. <laughs> I, I remembered the Philip Schofield, dude. <laughs> anyway. He was Gordon the Gopher's sidekick. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and he's gay. Oh, good for him. Carry on. Sorry. The Writers Guild of America strike is... 
an ongoing labor dispute right now between the, the WGA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, consisting of about 11,500 writers. Wow. It marks the largest disruption for American and TV wow. uh, since the COVID-19 restrictions and the previous strike from 2007-2008. You're already going to be uh, seeing a lot of shows that were scheduled to come out get postponed or delayed Almost inevitably, I know a lot of live shows in America have ceased right now and they're showing reruns or showing other stuff. Um, so nothing looks like it's being close to being resolved just yet. Now, the actual cause for the strike this time yeah. uh, is over pay for residuals from streaming media in particular. Uh, so basically, you know, some writers get paid based on the the success and the yeah. box office yeah. uh, but with streaming it's hard to know numbers and it's hard to know uh, whether something's yeah. worth the more the Scarlett Johansson scandal was this with Disney that's when they right. dropped Black Widow that's right um, so the the Writers Guild of America claims that AMPTP share of such residuals has cut much of the writers' average incomes compared to a decade ago. Writers also wanted artificial intelligence, such as Chat GPT, to be used only as a tool that can that. help research or facilitate or script ideas and not be used to replace it. them. Just kill it. It's it's AI is frightening now. I, yeah, yeah, especially if Hollywood can go. I've got this idea but for a film. The Chat GPT, write my script. Yeah, yeah. But Let's go shoot yeah, it. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing. Right. So AI's always been scary. Um, I don't know why everyone's worried about it now when we should have been because worried it's about it. Fucking now. It's no, happening. Yeah. No, what I now. mean is, I was worried about it since I fucking was able to watch Terminator since War Games and Terminator. War Games <laughs> yeah. and the fact that like I watched computers just generally over the last 10, 25 years get fucking really really great now we've got chat gpt yeah okay let's actually see it write an oscar winning script and when it does actually do one then we'll be then everybody will jump on the bandwagon and say oh it's the greatest thing since sliced bread all of the oscars next year will be won by all these chat gpts and ai is <laughs> fucking there won't be anybody in the audience because it will just be ai's <laughs> you know people just send there. their phones but at the same time, that's where, that's where you'll watch Still it. Still wouldn't watch the Oscars. <laughs> but, but that's where I also think it will collapse in on itself because so many people will be using it, it will be diluted. Like streaming at the moment. Streaming started off as a really cool feature. Now, everybody's doing it. Everybody wants you to sign up for them and you can only ever sign up for one or two. And you only actually... Like, Netflix is great, but it does maybe five good things a month. Disney's all right. Dis yeah, <laughs> Disney's all right, but it's all the nostalgia shit it's pulling out. Paramount's just pulling itself back at the moment. They're like we need to grab all of its own shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Be be scared of it, but in five years we'll all, we'll, we'll be AIs. Yeah. You know, or yeah. or the road. <laughs> Seven years. So yeah, it's it's just it's frustrating for for us who love yeah. to consume new movies and shows. Uh, knowing that a lot of that's going to be on strike, but for good reason. So, yeah, uh, yeah. like, I mean, I've been complaining for years now that the the writing quality um, of some shows has been absolutely atrocious. And I'm like, did a computer write this? <laughs> um, so uh, I, I really hope that the the good writers out there uh, get what I think uh, they're earned or what they're they're, they're they worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully yeah. it uh, gets resolved soon. And the greedy corporates pay your fucking workers. Pay their workers exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good luck with that. 
Look how the pyramids were built. Right, I've got a slew of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> stories and news uh, as he was recently interviewed. Mm. Uh, He's got a lot going on. Yeah. He has got a lot going on. Um, well, this is one thing he doesn't have going on. The Twins sequel has been cancelled by Jason Reitman. Devastated. Uh, the original film, released in 1988, which also starred Danny DeVito and directed mm. by Ivan Reitman. Uh, but Arnold said in, in the interview that Jason Reitman fucked it up. <laughs> Jason Reitman literally stopped the project when his father died. Uh, his father really wanted to do it quite badly. Arnie said he wanted to do it badly. Danny DeVito wanted to do it really yeah. badly. Of course goes uh, We had the financing. Um, but then when he passed away, Jason said, uh, I never liked the idea. Shelve it. Yeah. Uh, so Good. Arnie's now said he's developing another movie with Danny DeVito uh, because they enjoyed working together cool so much. brothers. <laughs> right? <laughs> the other um, guys too. Junior right, too. But honestly, I, I, I can't stand twins. I thought it was horrendous. I never found it funny in the slightest. <laughs> I so like, the I, fact that it I got like shelled was like, I'm with you, Jason. Like, Please don't. I like twins, but yeah, don't make a sequel out of it because I mean, fuck you. Yeah, but they were gonna do triplets with Eddie Murphy. One of them was gonna be black. Yeah, but that, that's that, fucking funny. That would have been funny, but it's like I don't know if Gary's got it in there, but there's another bit where it, Arnie's just like, oh, I'm not doing any more Terminator. Yeah, I was movies, just getting to that. I'm but I will put that. my face on AI. I'm like, fuck you, Arnie. Stay away from the franchise, please. I don't um, need any more drapes. <laughs> yeah. Let's all stay away from the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arnie did confirm that the Terminator franchise uh, is not done, but he is saying that uh, that proved true with, with Dark Fate. He promised in that film he won't be back. You know, and uh, he yeah. says someone has to come up with a great idea. The Terminator was largely responsible for my success, so I always look at it very fondly. The first three movies were great. Number Calm four, down. Salvation, I was not in because I was governor. Yeah. Then five, Genesis, and six, Dark Fate, didn't close the deal as far as oh, I'm concerned. Dark Fate. But he also said, right, he was kind of in we Salvation. knew that ahead of time because they were not well written. So uh, Arnie's you know, kind of acknowledged that badly written movies, again. Uh, In fairness, it, the first movie is badly written. It's just really well directed. I don't think so. I think it's. Uh, I mean, you can't well say that Arnie's lines aren't well written because he's only got like nine words. Pretty but, much, um, yeah. But no, who honestly, honestly ter <laughs> Terminator, and, and I, I love the Terminator franchise. You know me, but you know the eighties. I also love those two movies. The eighties the had those sci-fi movie elements that you know Terminator One, like Lightning in a Bottle. But it's near perfect. Tweak it. I mean, if if it come out in eighty three or come out in eighty five, I reckon it would have been laughed at just a little bit because maybe of Arnie's performance. You know, maybe because of the idea of this robot. It, it, the fact that when it when Terminator One drops, and Terminator Two, the same thing with Terminator Two. Nine ninety two was amazing time for Terminator Two. It was just it had it had the startup of technology for James Cameron Arnie was just like at the pinnacle because he'd done a few shitty movies but people were like hey I like watching Arnold Schwarzenegger stupid action movies you know Terminator 2 was just there and then Terminator fucking dark fate fucking dark fucking fate move, move on I'm just trying I, on. I, I, I sometimes can't because Ian will just yeah. he's not done yet <laughs> let's go man <laughs> I'm like, okay. I can't I'm saving it for the review I'm saving it for the review <laughs> Arnie's also expressed a continued interest 
in one more go around playing Conan the Barbarian. Fuck yeah, let's uh, He's do explained it. that it's been in limbo for a decade now due to rights and ownership. Arnie explained that he wants this Conan film to be a bit like Unforgiven, where you play the age of the mm. character. <gasps> Uh, yeah. he, the script is done. The script is finished. He said he's just frustrated that Frederick Malberg uh, won't budge on the rights. Now, Frederick Malberg attained the rights over 20 years ago, and he was the one who produced the Conan reboot in 2011. Uh, and he's the guy who yeah, also so owns Krull... <laughs> Uh, yeah. And a couple of other Crawl projects as well, and he's just super possessive of them, and he doesn't want Arnie anywhere near Conan because he wants to make new Conan a new. But he's not. Thing. But he's not because he can't get the rights, so we can't get the financing, which yeah. is ready for an Arnie Conan movie. Like, hey, do you want to make a Conan movie? Yeah, with Arnie. No, they should. Yeah, know so then. that's Fuck where off. it is. So that's yeah. why, it, and that's been going on for ten years. They now. should call it Old Man Conan. Well, they, that's what it was supposed to be. Old. Old well, you King think about like, the, the end of Conan where you see it on, on the throne, throne and old man. That's, that's, that's that's what we need. Yeah. for another time. Yeah, and then we got destroyed. Yeah, so uh, it's just kind of sad, but that that's where that one is. Um, now, uh, actually, I've got a bit of trivia for you before you carry on. The um, the character that he plays in Red Sonja, uh, Lord Kaldor, is yeah. actually the name that Conan actually used when he was older and turned himself into a king. Yeah, so it was supposed Arnie to be in a Red Conan. Sonja. Is yeah, Conan. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I remember in the background there was a, a kind of I think it was a Conan rights thing. There well, I as think well. I, yeah. you know what's funny is I think when I was a kid watching it, I just assumed it was Conan. I didn't even sure. listen to it. So I was yeah. like, it's Conan. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's Conan and that bitch from Rocky. Well, twins from 1988 might not be getting a sequel, but Beetlejuice oh, from 1988 is. Casting news and promotional images have started to surface now with a 2024 release date announced. Yeah. Jenna Ortega, Justin Theroux, and Monica Bellucci oh, will be Theroux. joining the returning cast members of Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and of course, it's... Michael Keaton. No word yet on Alec Baldwin or Gina Davis being involved. Uh, while a few days ago, Gina expressed a very keen interest in reprising her role. And I think it would be a shame if they're not involved. But I'm honestly pretty excited to see another Keaton Beetlejuice outing. Yeah. You saw know, uh, um, an actual photo today of Winona Ryder on uh, set in character. Uh, nice. Yeah. She was in it's, a car. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's this is just, the first time I've been excited for a Tim Burton oh film in a while. It's Winona Ryder looks so Fucking good. the guy from Tusk. No. Or, um, no, that's Justin Long. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Justin Long. Who's Justin through again? I don't know. Is he Louis Theroux's brother? Yeah, do you know what? That's I can't get my fucking head off Louis <laughs> Yeah, That's of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that... Uh, I'm assuming that the storyline's going to be that the dad's died because they can't bring him back in because obviously all the controversy of that well yeah that's what they've got stuff. Catherine O'Hara back so yeah, they've they got, got the mum they've got the mum I reckon it, I, I reckon we're gonna I probably gonna see it. I know, I think yeah. Monica Belushi's supposed to be playing Beetlejuice's wife we're Really? Yeah, yeah. We're probably going to see a lot of backlash because you're you're going to have a lot of strong female roles in there. You're going to have Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder, Jenny Ortega, fucking Monica Bellucci, and it will seem like it's a very female-oriented story, but then Keaton is going to fucking just bring in that comedy. And it's... I, 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 like... <laughs> If they give me Jenny Ortega in a kind of a Beetlejuice costume, I'm you know she's playing up the Adams goth trope to the extreme here. I can't even look at Wednesday without walking now into we're, a door Now we're going to Beetlejuice up Wednesday Adams, uh, so it's like, going to be crazy. The only reason I want to watch Scream Five and Six is because she's in it, and that's just a shitty reason to watch it. So I won't watch she's them. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she's good. <Yeah. laughs> Fucking a lick tar of her. 
Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Well, let's get into some quick fire news. So, uh, yep, yep. A Dodgeball sequel may be in the works, as uh-huh. Vince Vaughn has agreed to return for the sequel with Jordan Vandina writing the script. Apparently, Vaughn himself came up with the idea for the film and is pretty excited to get it happening. Nice, yeah. Marvel's Blade film has suspended production, again, while some changes are being made. Yeah. Uh, Nick uh, Pizzolatta. Sorry, on some of these names, I'm, I'm be terrible. Uh, it's the true, de- true detective creator. Yeah. He's now penning the script after Michael Starbury was brought in to work on a new draft before. Uh, the film also recently lost its director, Imbassam Tariq, due to scheduling issues. Uh, and now uh, Jan Demange will be directing. Disney has this one listed for September 20. 20- a 2024 release um, all I know is that the director uh, directed the Dead Set the British Big Brother oh, zombie really? show wow. he did all five episodes That's he also directed dark. one episode of Lovecraft Death Country fucking wow. uh, and he's also now listed um, after doing Blade to be actually doing the remake of Scanners so I'm oh. guessing whatever was going on behind the scenes there has finally given way because yeah. Scanners is going ahead because uh, we talked about it when we reviewed that one uh, that yeah. it, it was in kind of limbo for a while because of rights because um, Cronenberg wasn't willing on, on letting a remake get done yeah they're probably so. trying to balance it being dark and violent but at the same time kid friendly too so they can sell the toys what with Blade yeah uh, interesting scene because they've not really touched too much upon the the, the, the monster mythology behind uh, it's got the to be, MCU it, it's so. got to be darker than the Nick Cage movie it's got to be darker than that because if you're le- if you're if you're cornier and cheesier than that, Ghost Rider fucking the whole oh, franchise right, is going to suffer. Yeah. Um, but it's how dark do you take it? Where, like like we said about Guardians, you know, you yeah. got to slap a warning on it or the total like with well, Quantum Mania. It's like we're going to see with Deadpool. At least we, we know we get the, F-bombs they're now. going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Guardians were the F-bombs. yeah, but that's the thing. In a PG Dead- movie. Yeah, but the Deadpool. Uh, that's the thing. Deadpool one and two weren't Marvel though, were they? They were. No, it was Fox. But I mean, yeah. but they're yeah. doing the third one. Yeah, so, that's like, it. Disney like, need to figure out where trilogies though, where they're going with uh, Robocop the three, Terminator, Terminator three. These things don't. Jaws three. They don't do well with. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, we've got some more sequels on the way. Sylvester Stallone is returning to the mountains for another cliffhanger. Really? Yeah. Now, this project has been in development since 2009 <laughs> as a reboot. But now Sylvester Stallone is returning to star and uh, Rick Roman Wall will be directing. Uh, the original film, mm-hmm. despite success in the box office, the film was a nightmare production which nearly bankrupt producers uh, Carol Co. Uh, Rick Roman Way said, growing up with the biggest action films of the 80s and 90s, working on many of them myself, Cliffhanger was by far my favourite spectacle. Uh, He said, uh, to be at the helm of the next chapter, scaling the Italian Alps with the legend himself, Sylvester Stallone, is a dream come true. And it's going to be a great challenge and a blast taking this franchise to new heights. He's dead. A responsibility I don't take lightly. So, yeah. More cliffhangers. More cliffhangers. That's left on a cliffhanger, isn't it? <laughs> Mike Flanagan is working on another Stephen King adaptation, or multiple stories. In the case of The Life of Chuck, the film Chuck, which Flanagan has written and will direct, comes from the three short stories by King in the 2020 collection called If It Bleeds. Oh, fuck. 
Oh, yeah. I guess, it's three yeah. separate stories linked to tell the biography of Charles Krantz in reverse, beginning with his death from a brain tumour at the age of 39, spoilers, and ending with his childhood in a supposedly haunted house near Amity. <laughs> While there are supernatural elements and some apocalyptic imagery, it's less focused on fear than some of King's other stories, tonally closer to Shawshank Redemption or oh, Stand By Me. Nice, yeah. Um, Hiddleston is set as Chuck, whilst Mark Hamill will play the character of Albie. So, uh, yeah, some good that. casting. Yeah, I'm yeah. really hyped on Mike anything Flanagan's that Mike Flanagan does good. lately. He so, did um, Doctor Sleep, didn't he? did Doctor Sleep, Doctor yeah. Sleep was fucking amazing. So, yeah, um, uh, and he really wants to do The Dark Tower. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm rooting for this guy. And yeah. so, yeah, this is one to look out for. Uh, next new story is that System Shock remake yeah. has gone gold, Ooh. finally. And it will be releasing on May 30th on PC. Uh, it will be available on uh, GOG. Epic Game Store and Steam. No news yet on a console version release nah. date. The game has been in production That's since 2015 as a remake of the 1994 classic. They have said it will be coming to Xbox and PlayStation. It's just not optimized for those yet. Yeah, it's optimized no. for PC first. So yeah. it will be then ported to consoles. So uh, don't know uh, when. They haven't announced those dates. They don't want to let anybody down. Yeah. Uh, but the end of the month, finally, System Shock remake. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the actual trailer has also come out for this. Mm. Gremlins, The Secrets of the Mogwai. Yeah, I, 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 I actually thought this was one that I'd like dreamt, dreamt or something. Up. It like, actually yeah. starts fuck? streaming in three days' time, yeah. May 23rd on HBO Max and Discovery+. Plus. Uh, it's set in the 1920s in Shanghai. Uh, the series follows how a 10-year-old Sam Wing, who would become the future shop owner in the original Gremlins movie, yeah. uh, met the young Mogwai called Gizmo. They strike up a lifelong friendship as Wing attempts to return Gizmo to his family. And fails. And fails as they encounter some other uh, colourful monsters and spirits from Chinese folklore. Meanwhile, they're also going to be pursued by a power-hungry industrialist and his growing army of evil Gremlins. This is so, not a fucking no-brainer since day one to be like, do a prequel where the like, fucking old man's a young man and how he gets the mob protects yeah, it. Yeah, like, but they were lucky to get the first one off the ground. Oh, like no said, doubt, but, time you know, again. But, but yeah, the, it, there's so many... All, all of your identifiable gremlins are in this trailer. For, like, all of the weird variations mm. uh, from, from, the, from the two movies. So, uh, it looks fun. They've got a great voice cast. Uh, I saw we that Zach Gilligan <laughs> is actually uh, in what is one of the voice cast members. I love the brain one so, from number Billy two. from oh, the movie. God. So like, we just want what you want. Was we it want civilized? Civilization. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. So yeah, more Gremlins yeah. on the way very soon. Alrighty, we've got some uh, some more monster movies on their way. Yeah. Flood, new alligator horror movie releasing this summer alongside Meg Two. Wait. Now, The Flood releases July 14th, 2023, in theatres and on demand in digital, same day. Uh, In this film, Flood, a horde of giant hungry alligators is unleashed on a group of in-transit prisoners and their guards after a massive hurricane floods Louisiana. Do you know who it stars? Casper Van Dien. Oh, Oh, just trying to kill some Rico. Just trying to kill some gators. (laughs) 
I don't know whether he's an inmate. I don't know whether he's a prisoner. Oh, I hope he's the gator. It's, uh, it's just a ripoff of Crawl. Well, yeah, but now we've got a whole truckload of inmates going from prison to prison. So those, I think, make for much more interesting characters than a bunch of teens going, oh, no, I've got my socks wet in the water and there's gators. You know, we're going to get some... We're going to get some mean motherfuckers. Man, you, you, you know, you know? You we're going to get some armed guards. And we're going to get some Casper Van Dien. <laughs> yeah, we need some Casper Van Dien. Fucking sweet. <laughs> this one is coming out uh, July 14th. Now, it goes without saying, after the success of uh, Cocaine Bear, that more would follow. Yeah. So trust Asylum Pictures to rush out with Attack of the Meth Gator. Meth Gator. That, that film is also due out sometime this summer. You want some more? Here comes another Gator movie. I, I want, like, you know, fucking marijuana sloth, and it's just like a <laughs> six-hour movie. LSD. This oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Next Gator movie is The Bayou. Now, this one has been announced as coming from the team behind 47 Meters Down and Four. Now, I kind of like both those movies, so uh, oh, I, um, I'm kind one. of hyped for this one, too. Now, this uh, the movie Crash Lands, a group of friends in the waterlogged, inhospitable Louisiana Swamplands, oh. where they're hunted by the apex predator. Um, Snailcracker. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Best awesome. <laughs> uh, leads the unfortunate survivors out of their depth, who are picked off one by one by the relentless pack of gators, uh, led by a ferocious alpha female. Now, uh, the... the uh, the producer said that the bio is a thrilling, no holds barred, white knuckle ride that will keep today's audiences wholly immersed on the edge of their seats. Mm. The movie is a whole heap of tricks. The movie has a whole heap of tricks up its sleeve and will delight audiences with its ingenuity and fresh take on the survival genre. So those are big words. Now yeah. I, I like the genre and it's been done to death. <laughs> but some... <laughs> if you promise to do something unique with it for a I'm... gator movie, that's some confidence. That's exactly it's gonna drive it's gonna, it's gonna drive now, a car. I, I enjoy We're gonna redefine the genre. Down, and and the genre enjoyed... is gator movies, dude. Just fucking like, well, get AI to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck it. Now I'd, I have to say as well that this um the production company behind this is actually quite near and dear to off the shelf. Uh, because their very first movie that they ever made was Cockneys vs. Zombies. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, Ian and I, it's one of our so earliest reviews, reviews on the yeah. channel. That I don't know if it's even on the channel anymore. Uh, I don't um, know. So it's Fucking been kind of awesome top. to watch this small British film company that's now got a base in LA, now making bigger and bigger movies. So uh, I'm hoping for The Bayou could be uh, better than The Flood. Better than if you Meth Gator. If, if you don't Watch it as soon as it comes out. It's gonna fly right by you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Get out. <laughs> well, I'm not done yet because and, and here comes now. another Gator Shark movie, <laughs> Deep Water, a new shark film from director Rennie Harlan. He wants to bring back the thrills of Deep Blue Sea and Die oh, Hard yeah. 2 in Deep Water. Uh, he, wait, wait, Deep Blue Sea and Die Hard 2? That's what he wants. He's combining that into one movie. Why Die Hard 2? I, I just thought, I'm like, Because he directed it. And so he's, oh, okay, all right, all right, yeah, okay. Right. He said he's had his greatest success oh, with like working with You mean Die Hard? No. And sharks. So he said getting to combine those two. And his sharks, on a sharks on a plane. Yeah. Sharks on he a plane. He missed the beat on that one. Oh man! Um, so uh, he said he can't wait to take audiences on the scariest plane ride of their lives. Because there's sharks on that plane. <laughs> sharks 
sharks on a plane. As soon as they start serving the beverages. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm hoping it's gonna the, be the fucking, fins going down yeah. the aisles. I'm, I'm hoping the plane like, is every, in, like, the in the, the opening yeah. credits. Like, <laughs> dan, dan, like, oh shit, they really did it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh my man. god. Uh, uh, Rennie Harlan's other directorial work includes Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Cliffhanger, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Exorcist The Beginning. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. You know, he's got a he's a. I, I like Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> like Deep <laughs> Give me sharks on a plane. Go on, sharks on a plane. Alrighty, last news story for you, and that is that Christoph Gans has confirmed that filming is well underway on Return to Silent Hill. Gans is currently shooting the movie in Germany and Eastern Europe, and reportedly a third of the way complete. So, uh, 2023, um, it, uh, Return to Silent Hill is going to be the thing we talk about every month. Yeah, until it comes out. Until it, comes out. Until it <laughs> yeah, fucking it finally out. drops and we'll yeah. be like, oh. Well, actually, There's no Aliens news this Three week. out of ten. Actually, <laughs> before you jump in the trailers, I yeah. um, I was very lucky to actually wiki uh, Bo is Afraid. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm really um, looking forward to that. I, I can't wait for other people to fucking... Wiki what, it? Or watch it? <laughs> what, 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 what I can't wait for people to read this. What I read, because, I mean, it it, <laughs> it, 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 it seems amazing. Um, obviously, done by the same director Harry of Astor, Midsummer and Hereditary. Um, oh, sweet. Okay. Not, yeah. uh, not as intense as either of those, I would say. On the page. I think it's more... On, on the page. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, like, you can garner a lot from the way the story goes. But... Uh, mate, I'm, no, no, because I could say something. Did I, AI write this? I, I could <laughs> say something, but I can't because it's a massive spoiler. But honestly, yeah, when when when, when everybody else sees it, I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, I fucking yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, because well, you'd read it. Like I don't understand. I, Honestly, yeah. I can't. Just, I, I wish. I wish everybody else had seen it. I wish everybody else had everybody else <laughs> seen you it. reading at that time. Yeah, <laughs> see so, your face. Damn, I'm glad I fucking wiggled it. <laughs> so um, I've got some trailers uh, to to mention that I haven't watched. Now, <laughs> actually, I watched one of them. Right. I had to. Uh, but uh, the trailer for Dune Part 2 yeah, uh, it's going to be arriving the 3rd of November of this year I didn't want to watch the trailer for Dune 2 because I, it's a ticket sold um, but I just wanted to make a note of it that those that have seen the trailer have turned around and said that it is effing epic on a tremendous Fucking scale better be. so yeah I'm, 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 hopeful. Like... I'm excited how uh, many parts is Dune going to be? 3 I think they're saying they're aiming for I'll probably, probably. I'm not gonna watch them until they're all out. Well, so. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I th- I think they were just going with two, but well, they, they, after it the was success just of one at a two, time, depending on how successful. I mean, they the are. story continues after it Paul does, yeah, and, several and, books, yeah. and all that, so they could just. Oh, well, keep maybe I'll watch it after this one. But it's like five I would, hours. I would say so. Yeah, I, I I felt bad that I missed an opportunity to watch the first one in the cinema because uh, when I did eventually watch, I watched it. You know, Blu-ray. It was great. And I've seen. Uh, but I was just like, man, yeah, I should have seen this in the cinema. Naked mm. Sting was enough for me, so I'm I'm good for doing. Sure, sure. <laughs> State of my life. The other trailer that I want to mention is the Equalizer Three. Fuck yeah! No. Denzel is kicking Denzel ass again. Is back. Don't give a fuck, does he? No. Man, the, the trailer's badass. It's just like him in this little Italian town. The mafia turn up, give him this look. And I've he seen, I have seen this trailer. Yeah, I've seen this trailer. Yeah, it's just Denzel kicking ass. I love, I love the Equalizer. I, I love it when I, I only ever saw the first one. Like Edward Woodward was like my kind of hero growing up that fucking intro was also awesome but it just the TV series wasn't action packed enough okay so then Denzel comes along and goes I'm doing the equaliser and I'm like really how's this and then he pulls, he pulls out a nail gun and starts killing people and I'm like yeah I can get along with this second one was a bit 
ropey, but I think sure. it's come back with a bit of success because Pedro It's, it's Pedro similar Pesco's to the John Wick thing. It's like the, the, right. the, the, the initial yeah. reason for him doing what he's doing was the best in the first Yeah, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So, and then um, they just expand it, yeah. But but still good. Yeah, so still good. <laughs> I still want to see Nobody 2. Like, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. I want a Nobody 2. I still need yeah. to see Nobody 1. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. I wickied it. I was going to say, I'm sure you wickied it though, right? <laughs> the last trailer I want to mention. when you were reading it and there was a fight on the bus, I leant over you and was like, I fucking told you! <laughs> Meg 2! <laughs> the Meg Trench! Two. It's coming out on the 4th of August. Uh. So, uh, yeah. I'm... Um, Multiple Megs. Jason Statham punching giant sharks in the face. What more do you need? A bunch of stupid people getting swallowed whole by some giant sharks. T-Rexes getting killed by giant sharks. He gets so excited with this. I mentioned one thing. He rolls his fucking eyes at me. <laughs> then all of a sudden, some kind of shark fucking yeah. crocodile dude comes along. Oh, the guy goes, fuck you! <laughs> Screw the acting, the special effects and the budget. I just need to see people getting munched. You know what? I'm literally... Bigger going, sharks. I'm going out of my mind right now, right? You know? Because there's a giant megalodon shark movie in the cinemas right now but it's not in the UK <laughs> it's been out for like three weeks in America and I'm like where is it did you see um, did you see that CGI it's called the Black thing. Demon the, oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that looks fucking with the, the death um, of is it Josh Lucas Lu- 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 yeah the Poseidon no, remake George Lucas guy. is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, no. Josh Lucas Josh is Lucas, the actor. Yeah, Josh Lucas, yeah I wanted, the death of his career essentially yeah. you, watch, you watch that um, that CGI makeup of the Meg destroying the boat and the no. helicopter and stuff no. oh, it's not like you can watch it on fucking YouTube or something but it's just someone's done some really high quality it, 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 like, it looks like a video game yeah yeah, yeah. This but fucking the fucking thing. sharks <laughs> I looked at the fucking fin as it comes around it's a huge battleship and the fin is practically as bigger big than the as battleship. the battleship I'm like well how hilarious. deep is this fucking ocean <laughs> because the, sna- the sharks the ocean's pretty deep the, the ocean is pretty deep the shark this big this thing goes down comes back up through the boat so the ocean like Again, the ocean is pretty deep, dude. There's a film about it called The Trench coming out. You watch it. It's pretty fucking deep. Oh, that's your problem with it? Like, I don't think that water is deep enough. <laughs> I mean, there's a battleship in it, but I still... Yeah. I Could be like in there. three miles off land for all I know. It was. There's an island nearby. Okay. Well, I Again, mean, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not convinced whether the trench, the Meg 2 is for you or not, you can watch the trailer and pretty much get the entire movie in those two minutes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we are going to be taking a small break. Yes. When we come back for part two, we're going to be reviewing and discussing Evil Dead Rise. Evil Don't Dead go Rise. anywhere. And welcome back to the second part of the podcast where we are going to be reviewing and discussing Evil Dead Rise. A twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. This has come from director Lee Cronin, whose previous work includes The Hole in the Ground in 2019, uh, The Ghost Train short in 2013, and then in Minutes Past Midnight, a segment in an anthology horror called Ghost Train as well. Oh, okay. So, uh, so fuck all, really. I, I, exactly. Yeah, fuck all, really. Now, I could only think that his movie The Hole in the Ground must have been seen by Raimi or Tappert or Bruce or someone yeah. and went... 
that's the guy for the next Evil Dead movie. Kind of poetic when you think about it, though, considering like the origins of Evil Dead, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they were struggling first-time filmmakers trying to get right a head on. start. Yeah. So I kind of like that. That you know the is it Ghost House Pictures, Raimi's production yeah, company, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you know because they did it with Evil Dead uh, remake as well. You know when uh, Fede Alvarez like pretty much not really done anything famous, mm. he's off working on the next Alien project. <clears throat> so like people getting their starts with with Sam and Bruce and Rob Tapper, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, especially because uh, looking with well, we're going to get into the discussion of the film, but I think uh, if anything, this director has a very good visual. Uh, idea and presentation with his films. Yes, yeah. Um, so, just going to quickly introduce the cast, uh, starring uh, Alyssa Sutherland, who plays Ellie, the mum character. I recognised her from the Vikings TV show. She was also, unfortunately, in the Mist TV show as well, which thankfully got cancelled, <laughs> put out of its misery after like Missed one it. season. Yeah. Uh, the film also stars Lily Sullivan, who plays Beth. Ellie's sister. She was also in Monolith and I Met a Girl. But I have to say, for Lily Sullivan, this was my first time seeing her in yeah. anything. I recognize any of these motherfuckers yeah. in this film. <laughs> wow. Okay, so yeah, it was only really Alyssa Sutherland that uh, I, I thought was recognizable. Uh, but filling out the cast, we have Nell Fisher, who plays Cassie, the youngest daughter. We have Morgan Davies, who plays Danny, the older brother. Yeah. And we have Gabrielle Eccles who plays Bridget, the middle-aged uh, sibling. Right. Middle sibling. Yeah. Not middle-aged. Middle middle oh, <laughs> yeah, middle It's like a fucking four-year-old chicken. This. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little girl, older brother, and then a four-year-old girl in the middle. Yeah. Now, uh, Evil Dead Rise is now officially the highest-grossing film in the entire Evil Dead franchise. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. Evil Dead 2013's box office total ended at $97.5 million, adjusted for inflation, uh, on a budget of just $19 million. Spectacular, really. Evil Dead Rise is, needless to say, it's an absolute massive success. Now, yeah. what also makes you laugh is that this film almost went straight to streaming. It, and it yeah. almost skipped on its theatrical release it altogether. When it was in the theatre, it felt like this. It could have easily just been a streaming movie. I disagree. I, I, <laughs> I think the film needed a theatrical launch no, to hit you with that yeah, surround no, system, to hit you with no, that big I mean screen is, presentation it, it, of Evil Dead it Gore. It did need that. What I mean is, it did. It did need that, and I'm glad it did get on the big screen. But I, when I was watching it, for me, the movie. Is so safe. It's so safe, and I'll, I'll get more into it when we talk talk about the the plot. That they could have easily, it, it, you know, tweaked it a little bit and burned. Oh no, we're not putting it in the cinema. We're just going to fucking. I I, I really it. disagree entirely that this film is safe. I, I think this yeah, film you, you this film took chances uh, that it, most you know, horror it, films would shy away from entirely. It, it, it did. I'm, I'm kind of on the. It, I'm kind of going both ways. It did, it, 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 it did, but in comparison to, and we've I've heard this say from a lot of other people as well, in comparison to 2013, in comparison to say even the first Evil Dead, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't hit these huge levels that I expect from Evil Dead, but it, what it does is it, it goes, right, if the movie fails, then it's not a massive failure because we didn't put all of our fucking eggs in one basket. And if it succeeds, then then brilliantly because we didn't, and we've got a couple of new things that we can still. Well, the first pull out. Hurdle, someone at New Line looks fucking spectacular at the minute for whoever pushed it. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 For yeah. the box office it made, he's like, yeah. I fucking told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's getting. He's like, well, well you're it, getting promoted. It's a small bit of trivia for you. It's kind of funny that uh, uh, this film would uh, Evil Dead Rise would be at New Line Cinema because New Line Cinema were the American company to first distribute. Evil Dead, uh, the original in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of awesome that it's finally come back to New Line. At, mm. And they own Freddy, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, he could have been in it. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, this uh, this film had the difficult challenge uh, of being the first real installment in the Evil Dead franchise that wasn't a remake, yeah. and it wasn't going to include Bruce Campbell as the Ash character. Yes, so this was, was the risky. first... You know, so again, not safe. A risk to to try to test the waters to see if Evil Dead can survive without him and without Raimi directing, and yeah. also to advertise the film with so many children in its cast. Yes, uh, yes which I great. can imagine would put people off. Going well, clearly. It's a horror movie with kids in it. We're not going to kill kids off. I, I lost a little bit of sympathy for the um, older brother, whatever his name Danny. is, mm. um, as soon as he jumped down the hole. I was like, you dumb motherfucker! <laughs> well, like, you know. yeah. well, that's it. Like, uh, But also, I'm like, well, he had to do it. He had to do it. <laughs> exactly. had to do it. And yeah. also, dumb motherfucker! It, it may be its own separate movie compared to the trilogy and the remake, mm. but it's all there, by golly, though. does it not follow it's a lot of the beats? It's, yes, it's, it's all there. there. It, yes. Yeah. Now, look, I, just, just the opening? The where, opening, yes. Where it turns out to be a drone... Ch- we're spoiling the shit out of this, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so yeah. If the you weren't open, in the, the opening chat, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. The yes. opening um, of the movie, I thought, was really cool twist because like the whole every trailer I'd seen, every poster I'd seen was sisters in this apartment block fucking dealing with evil dead and the more i kept seeing of the mum the more i kind of understood in my head how the story was going to go because i if i was going to make a successful evil dead movie these are the points that i would have to do so i'm looking at these trailers and i'm like oh yeah this is going to be all you know paint by numbers then the movie starts and i love that shot with the little triangle house there because it's like Mm. hey we need a kind of dodgy looking cabin but we can't do the cabin from the Evil Dead movie because we're trying to do something completely separate. So instead, we give you this. Still need a cabin in the woods. We, yeah. you know, we give you we give you a cabin that kind of looks ominous, especially with the way that the land kind of circles around it. Visually, I thought it was very good. And yes, yeah, they start off with this group, these these teens, and like Andy said, there's a there's a fucking drone flying around, and one of the teens is already fucking possessed, and her friends are trying to take care of her. And she fucking scalps the girl. Like her sitting up Sorry, like dude, that. Before you fucking, even get there as well, yeah. the movement that, that she did on the bed yeah. and her voice, the way she was reading the book, was fucking harrowing. Yeah, like, I guess, I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, it was shit. Obviously, um, she rolls e- off echoing the bed, Cheryl like, from Evil Dead yeah. Yeah. when she yeah, reads yeah, the yeah, cards yeah, yeah. psychically. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so this whole opening, I was just like, oh, you, you've already got my attention and my money when now. She rises movie. out of the water. And yeah, like, because. Like, <laughs> because like it's, when, I, honestly it's the best titled um uh shot in the entire franchise yeah agreed when we came out yeah. of the cinema gary actually turned to me and he went i enjoyed that but i'm really confused what those people were at the beginning well i know i know why and I because to... i've watched the film three times now yeah, and in, the, cin- in times. the cinema i was stuffing a hot dog in my face <laughs> when the title came up saying one day earlier yeah i missed that in the cinema so, uh, oh, so I, when the girl leaves at the end, yeah, who is yeah, Je- was just, who, that was Jessica who yeah, gets yeah. possessed, yes, yeah. because she hears the thing and then gets there. 
Yeah. So you were. I was so this? confused. Yeah, I was so confused. Oh. But yeah, because yeah. I missed that. Guy. I was like, but even in the rewatch, it comes up tiny text it, on screen for a second. I'm like, but oh, it's yeah. all, and it, it's also like a panning shot as it moves to it the is, um, with all the graffiti the in the building. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, it was hard yeah. to see. Oh, now, there, you, see, you can yeah. see it. Now, yeah. what I was meaning by safe, um, we've just actually passed it. Was when the boy's head comes out of the lake. So it's what a CGI head when it lands on the dock. Yeah, I don't think that was a real dude's head. Yeah, all right. Now, I don't what, know if it was CGI or prosthetic, but it looked right. great. I thought. Mm. Now it, it, because I, I just watched the still. It doesn't look great in the still. It looks fake as fuck. And I remember sitting in the cinema going, "Ah, they've gone with gore, but the gore is not over the top to the point where you actually have to ban the fucking movie." You know, like the first one we got because it was such good practical effects. They've gone with effects that look gory, but any experienced horror viewer will just go, eh, that's, that's a... That's I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think it would be very hard for him to get banned on gore these days. Mate, for sure. No, no, no I'll give you Terrifier. I'll give you Well, te- no, Terrifier, Terrifier did it really well, and I know I'm harsh to saying that because I hate on the movie, because of all the blood, but there's a shot... And I know I'm kind of jumping, but we're we're okay to spoil it. When the girl was eating the glass, mm. and she's in the and she's in the kitchen. Now, I I don't know if it was something with the big screen. Maybe it was just maybe I'm just so experienced with watching films so much. But I meet my brain went it's sugar glass, so I immediately could look. Well, of course it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> which immediately. It's <laughs> like you and botches in wrestling. It's like I want to watch the big but, eat but real glass. A, but the the thing is, there's a glint. There's a glint of light that real glass gives you and that this glass didn't give it because it's not real glass. And the same happened when the bit started to protrude through her neck. The skin effect wasn't real enough to make me go, oh yeah, oh my God, it's absolutely horrible. But any other, so so if you were a 16, 17 year old horror fan now going to see Evil Dead Rise and you have never seen horror movies before and not used to special effects like that, oh yeah, real as fuck. But I don't know, man. I do, honestly, I think it looked pretty great. I thought I all the like effects I said, were, I, were really I good. Classic. I found myself yeah. go, whoa! Yeah, like, I, it was, I, was I like, thought I it was it shocking. Went, Holy fuck, that's gross! And, and then see, cheese grater. I was like, motherfucker! See, that's like, it. Maybe it was, maybe <laughs> it was just one me. after the other. Like. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just me analysing it too much as a fan because I really wanted to make sure that they got everything right. Same with, um, so, like, the girl. So, we've got the little girl there. What did we say? It's called Bridget. No, that's um, uh, the, Cassie. Cassie. So the little girl Cassie, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, man, if they fucking kill her off, oh, that'll be big. But it'll be in the papers for days. <laughs> you know, seeing these. I mean, that's that, that's part of that's part of the charm on this one, isn't and it? The fact you, that they actually put kids in peril. Yeah. Now the two other kids, which are mm, vicious and horrible and mean spirited and nasty. Now the two other kids, fuck. I think they nailed very well because. Nowadays, we, and we've got to be careful with what. We, or I'll be careful with what I say, but at the same time, I think a lot of people will understand where I'm coming from. Teenagers nowadays have a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of pronoun shit and sexual orientation shit and stuff like that. And so you've got to run a real fine line of how you portray children nowadays. The Bridget kid, she, um, you know, she she must have been what 15, must have been playing like a 15 year old. In the movie, which is the youngest daughter, the no, Ka- the middle-aged one. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, She's like forty-seven. <laughs> Ka- 
Cassie's obviously going for what a nine-year-old. Yeah, so like nine, um, ten. I Bridget think must have like... been about fifteen. Her our brother. Must no, I think I think Bridget's sort of like something. twenty years old or something because she's been out <coughs> in the world doing stuff and working and stuff. She was right? like, like, like eighteen, twenties, like a. Um, she was Bridget, right? Yeah. She's well, a okay, sister, but, so, yeah. but her but her brother was older than her. So if Bridget's twenty, then her brother would have been. Wow, well, that's what I'm saying. The movie didn't actually tell you the age. No, wait a minute. Sorry, sorry. One second. One second. Just because I've only watched it. The Youngest watch, child, Cassie. No, one second. But Bridget was um, Ellie's sister, right? No, because uh, it was Ellie Anne, and Beth she was are the two sisters. Oh, that's yeah. right. Sorry, do you know what? I'm forgetting one, aren't I? That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got. So <laughs> I got it. Sorry, I just. I was. It's because she was on the screen at the time, so I was looking at. Yeah. Her, yeah. So you got the you got yeah. the older brother and sister. You're right. She's probably like 16, 17. Something the like movie that, yeah. did it very well, where they didn't actually give their ages. To, to, to put them in there or uh, or even in a way speculate on the father's relationship which I know well, you he really, was absent which, yeah, yeah which I know you really don't there, need to do dodge the bullet really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that the Henrietta Pizzeria like the mm. like we were sitting there trying to fucking spot as many yeah, fucking re- it, yeah. references and easter eggs in and the way it flowed so like we got into the house uh, you know we've got the sister who's part of a rock band you know, she's pregnant. She's coming to her sister who's already had kids to try to sort out her life or what do I do with children. So immediately as a film watcher, you're like, okay, so we're going to have that go on, that she's got a reason to try to survive because she's pregnant. Mum gets fucking possessed in that fucking elevator. Mm. Gotta be one of the best well, evil I'm possessions. Gonna, I'm gonna pause you there and rewind right, you. Right, okay, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I want to go back to the way that this film potentially um, works its way into the entire Evil Dead mythology and mm. unifies everything together. Yeah, which we know now, in the there is an earthquake that occurs early on in the film when the kids are sent out to go and get that pizza. Uh, because the two sisters need to catch up. They've been estranged. Like, you know, Ellie doesn't even realise that Beth is separated from her husband, that Dad's walked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've got all this to sort of catch up on. Uh, but there, there's an earthquake. Now, in my mind, I put it down to season three of Ash versus Evil Dead, where yeah. Ash is fighting yeah. Kandar, and all of, you know, the, all the roads getting ripped up, earthquakes, destruction everywhere, as deadites roam the earth. So I was like, maybe th- what we're feeling in this film is the earthquake from Ash and his mm. uh, what's going on over there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's very similar then to Evil Dead 1, where basically a hole opens up in the ground. It's, it's a, basically there's a safe down there, whereas in Evil Dead 1, there's a, you know, the fruit cellar. Yeah. Uh, but he goes in there and he finds the book in a shroud. Uh, but I do like there's all these religious crucifixes and talismans mm. and icons trying to keep yeah, like it safe. It and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool. he brings the book upstairs. He also, we don't have the old Panasonic tape player, but he's got some records, <laughs> got which some he plays he's instead. He's, yeah. he's a, a DJ. DJ. So yeah. I that like the good. fact that, that, that was fucking smart. It, yeah, it was smart and simple. It doesn't play It doesn't play straightforward as well. He's kind of got to manually <laughs> twist or, or, you know, what do you call it? Like... Spin the dit, you know the mm. the uh, the vinyls to actually play it, so we yeah. can hear it. Uh, and of course, you'd recognise if you're listening carefully, Bruce Campbell as one of the priests in the background yelling, "It's a dangerous book! You must destroy it!" <laughs> According to the director as well, he said it's probably a time displaced Ash mm. who's there to try and destroy the book. Yeah. Uh, but it's it, they make a reference that this uh, Necronomicon is one of three. Yes. 
and that uh, each one of these books could potentially be different pathways to the same hell dimension, but... Three books? Three Nobody books said anything there's... about three books. Now, I, I have a complaint... By the way, they made it look different. That, like, yeah. the three books that we saw in Army of Darkness, I'm like, okay, yeah, there were three books, mm -hmm. but they all had the demon the face, face on it. So those were all technically just one book, because the other two were traps. This one looked like the Dark Arts book from Harry Potter. Yeah, okay, because yeah. it's got teeth on it, and, yeah. and it's kind of alive. Which, of course pricks the child he bleeds on the book uh, prick, the, yeah. the, the book absorbs the blood yeah uh, the book gets super excited and skims through all the pages when the when the record's being played and that's why I, and that's when we get I, the pov demon shot in the city space i did like the the preempting of like the rituals and stuff from the book this time though where they was actually showing you i mean it's stuff that basically is about to like you've seen on street is like is about to happen in the yeah. movies yes. as well. was really yeah cool. but that's foreshadowing I mean, yeah. and that's what i mean I, I like the fact that the movie played it safe enough to go right okay we're delving into the evil dead universe but not too far because we don't want to tick off the fans because every fucking tom dick and ash is going to be there watching this film with a fucking notepad pen and fucking oh Going like really? this doesn't fucking look like that <laughs> what do you mean that ash ash wasn't there on this date he would have been over here on this date and stuff like that so they had to create this whole kind of new dynamic which makes fans like myself go Okay, how are you going to link that in to the overall universe? And like I said, I've always the one. It's kind of, it's kind of funny though that in a way they didn't have to. No, no, that, and that's you know it. I mean? They they played they, they played it safe. We we a lot of us are just here to see the gore and the blood and guts. Well, so. no, no, sorry, but in a way that's that's not playing it safe. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm they, thinking. They didn't have to because the, you know you had the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. And now this is like they've not said it's anything to do with the original Evil Dead or anything with this yeah, one yeah. coming up. So they didn't have to have any kind of. Linked, no, anyway. linked to any of it but the fact that they were like yeah we're we're gonna throw a few things a in few here in, and there yeah, yeah. Is, like i said i don't think that is playing it safe i think that is taking a few risks because then you are you're you're trying to incur the wrath you're of the fandom, everything. You? yeah yeah you're well, yeah, you. yeah, yeah but you're, you're you are trying to get you're you're trying to get your old fans in and new fans in which is really really difficult i mean we said this about the remake i think it's difficult for old horror fans i mean I watched, dead is, I, I remember you're just going you recognize yeah. i remember watching <laughs> but, I, but i remember watching the remake and we were expecting so much and it gave us so much i mean lots of blood guts nail guns to the face and that's what i mean yeah, I that's yeah. what i mean in this one it's kind of safe that the nail gun to the guy in 2013 i think is the most the most intense injury i've seen in any of them including this one like, that guy still got majorly fucked up. The boy mm, in this one took the same kind of shit, because... Well, he, he got stabbed... He, well, <laughs> well, let's go back to uh, mum being possessed. Yeah, yeah, we're sorry. Mum getting possessed. Because that's... I, I, it is, I think it's a really good sequence from the camera flying through the streets. I have one, again, criticism yeah. or complaint, because, like, with, the, um, with Evil Dead 1... Like, when Ash and friends turn up at the cabin, nobody's already read from the book. So yeah. the, the POV demon that's flying around them in the car, them at the cabin, was yeah. already there. It was kind of waiting for somebody to turn yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when nobody the boy plays the LP, and then the demon just kind of, like, the POV just comes up in the streets and then flies right towards their apartment. Mm. I'm like, what, where did that demon just come from? Like, mm. the sewer? <laughs> like, where did it come from? Where it did the portal open? It came from the dark places of man's domain, Gary. Yeah, I know well, like that. Said, well, where's that to? Uh, where's guess, that to in New Zealand? I guess that's where, it, like, you talk about where the, the earthquake opened up yeah. and stuff. And the dead coming because so, it's linked yeah. into... But yeah. it's obviously, yeah. because it can hear the, the incantations being spoken, spoken aloud uh it beelines right to uh to um uh ellie yeah 
uh, who's in the elevator at the time, and it she sells this so well. The From the moment so that it good. smacks into her, she hits the, the roof of the elevator as it's sent all the way up to the top floor, and then as she's panicking and trying to grapple, all of the cabling of the elevator tangles around her arms and her ankles and starts pulling her apart. And I'm like, God damn, that's so cool. It it's was, such um, a cool callback to Cheryl's possession and, and rape by the trees. Uh, whereas, yeah, this film, I guess, played it safe in that she doesn't get raped by the cables. It reminded me of the scene in um, the new um, Suspiria. You know where she's doing the dance and she's yeah. fucking crazy. like it had that same kind of like yeah. real monstrous contorted tone yeah of like this is movement. some nasty shit that's happening. But it's like right? with us playing the game so much because I've always questioned when in the movies people have gotten possessed, how and when does it happen? Like Ed Getley's a great example of he gets thrown into a light uh, and gets a bit of concussion. Next minute he's full on possessed. How how does that happen? But through playing the games, obviously, because we got the fear factor mm. in the game, if the fear spikes, the evil can possess you. So in my mind, I'm like, ah, Ed Getley was pretty fucking scared in Evil Dead 2. That's where he got possessed. In this one, it, I, it fully solidified for me that that's how they do it, because mum is so fucking terrified. Well, I, I, I mean, she's not terrified to begin with. She just gets smacked and possessed instantly. You know, she's in the elevator and it just hits her. That's it. She is like, yeah, okay. It, I no, it I mean, pulls she, her apart it, and it, twists her around, it but breaks it's already. Her mind, but yeah, she's not true. a deadite until she dies in the flat. Yeah. I don't know, because she walks straight in, doesn't she? And she's on, like, she's cooking and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah, she's yeah, yeah. breaking the eggs. It's, it's, at that point, she's possessed. I know what you mean, because then you've got... Because I, I thought the progression of the possession was great, the way she comes in completely out of it, yeah. starts doing that, and then... But she's still alive at that point. She's got yeah. to be yeah, dead you, for it. The possession's yeah, still yeah. working. Now, when you listen to the, the, the LPs being played back again, the priest explains, like, um, more priests turned up to help fight the other ones that had been possessed yeah. and he said for no rhyme or reason others just ended up being possessed yeah. he was like there, there's no explanation mm. uh, he also explains well, they, that even whatever you kill chaos of it, demons, a part you know, of it will just carry on yeah. coming mm. after you in whatever form it can take just, yeah. just chaos demons isn't it? just chaos it's demons the immaterium yeah. of like you know it, I always I always compare it to like Warhammer 40k when we talk about yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the chaos and the immaterium and that where it's sort of, there's no rhyme or reason to anything you know yeah. like they, when you talk about like the Geller fields to protect everything because it's like if you let that in just anything is going to happen there's yeah. no there's no defense against it because it's just so fucking random you know but it's, always, it's uh, not like oh I got bit so I'm possessed it's just like yeah. no well you, I mean it can physically it, infect it can. you through a bite yeah, it can I mean, but it doesn't yeah. have to it doesn't, doesn't have to be yeah. that way yeah I mean the yeah. girl in the first one she got fucking stabbed in the ankle by a pencil and then possessed it's just like yeah. It's like well, open, open wound. wound. Yeah, open, open wound. Was that yeah. it? You know, it's like yeah, you never know, do you? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, um, so she ends up uh, being put in the bed, and she passes away and dies. And so mm. the whole family are just like, Jesus Christ, she died. Uh, but at the same time, they can't get down the elevator because the elevator doors are still just Absolutely. opening and closing, and it looks like it's still possessed. Yeah. They look down the the stairway and realize that the demons have taken out the stairs, or. You know, yeah, earthquakes, earthquakes taking, taking it out. Stairs, yeah. They've also got no internet signal, no signal so they can't yeah. call for help. Um, and so they end up getting some of the other neighbours to try to 
they, they were explaining that they have to go for another apartment to get to a fire escape. Yeah. But they we never follow them or see them try to get out of the building. I, I did well, like no, they're the, trying yeah. to get the door, I, the lock off the door, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. yeah well, that. I, I did like though. Um, I thought that the the having those sort of like disposable neighbors yes. was, <laughs> was great for a body count as well. Yeah, that's, that's a great, yeah, that's a great exactly way to make sure they could up the body count on this one. By just yeah. going, you don't need to give a shit about these guys. I yeah. was also disappointed because the film was advertised as being in a in a high rise building. Yeah. yeah. So I was. Expecting Gremlins too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Right. <laughs> I was thinking we the had whole like building eight full neighbors. of neighbors. Yeah. yeah, and we got eight neighbors. I was like, so the body count for me was like, we've got kids, they're safe. We've got neighbors, that's the fodder. There's mm. not enough of them. And that's what. But I, the, the film does give an explanation for it that the building is to be condemned. Yeah. That everyone else has already moved out or about to move out. So I was like, well, at least they kind of explained it. Um, but it also it meant safe again. that the building that they were in could be as run down and dilapidated as it, as it is. Uh, and But I also think that the, the set dressing for the family home was fantastic. I loved all the little details, all the little knickknacks everywhere. Yeah. It really felt lived yeah. in, like this was a, a real family uh, that this was happening to. Well, that's it. So mum finally fucking turns. She has that great sequence where she leaps out of the bathtub. She does a massive scream. That was fucking ace. Um, she, attacks, she attacks her sister at first and then she attacks Stabs her young her daughter the with, a glass. Um, with the with the tattoo gun that she's been using. So you get like yeah. a really cool like close-up eye Sorry. shot. When you see, literally when you see her early in the game, when she, you know, when she's not possessed, when she, as soon as you see her with a tattoo gun, you're you're just like, oh, 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 oh someone's getting that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the fact that she shoves the tattoo gun in her temple as yeah. well. And it's, you can hear it whirling around her. <laughs> and so it's like when they knock her outside the house as well and she starts to attack the other neighbours yeah. like there's that little kid there must have been, there's another little kid that lives we're going to go and watch all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies yeah. even the shitty ones even the yeah. shitty there ones. are no shitty ones and the funny thing is like like I said that's another another reason of why I felt the movie right, Nightmare on Elm kind of kind of played it safe but also played it safe but also tried it something really difficult is that the kid runs out of shot and we're looking through the uh, the, the peephole, the yeah. door. <laughs> so the kid goes out of shot, and then he gets thrown back. And I didn't notice it at first in the cinema. Maybe it's because it was too dark or whatnot. Um, but he's had his arms ripped off. You yeah. see the blood splats on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, down. so it's like, here, we've got the kid. He's got no arms off, but you didn't see it. See, I, I think that they did that just as a way to set up the next shot mm. with the youngest, which was my favourite shot of the movie. Nice, yeah. You know when it progresses because obviously you've got and this is an interesting thing as well. Like I suppose I suppose the way the original is as well, but this one because we've got Ellie at this point, she's outside. They've barricaded the door, they yeah, locked yeah. it, and now Ellie's outside trying her best deadite fucking scams to get back in. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So now and obviously we've got a little lullaby. and now we've also got another possessed in the house, but yeah. it kind of becomes a siege. Yes, a, a yeah, siege. yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose yeah. the original it kind of was, but yeah. this one felt a lot more like an aggressive. Siege, which again is, I thought, a good new direction that they were taking in a way. It was like at least a twist on the original premise. Yeah. But that um, that scene where, yeah, like you said, she's such, you know, you see it POV with the little kid, the little girl is looking through the door, and straight away you're like, no, you're the dumbest of all. Yeah, you're gonna let her in. Yeah. But she's looking through, and yeah, Ellie's got her back to her. She sat down. She's seen, and then she stands up in this really horrific, like, fast way. Turns around, and she starts walking through the camera, and she's like talking to the kid. She's but. I love the way that she's talking to the kids softly, but she's still got the deadite voice. Yes. She's not masking it, and she still looks like a dead. I mean, we're on it now. I'm yeah, still yeah. See it. All right, so ha- if you see what's on the screen there where she's looking through the door, I'm sat there watching it, and it was at this point my edible kicked in. 
Right, okay. Oh. No, I was just like, oh. oh, fucking hell. Like, I, I, it was a ride. I loved this scene so much. The, yeah. the back and forth and, you know, um, I, and you, I, I was just there like, kid, don't do it. Don't. Don't do it, kid. Yeah, Fuck, and, yeah me in I, so I honestly thought uh, that uh, Cassie was going to die at that moment because yeah, Ellie grabs I, hold of her through the doorway. I did and think we that see was the it. shot of her being held up, yeah. and I was like, "She's done." I was like, "She's yeah. done." Uh, but yeah, um, uh, Beth and Danny uh, managed to save her from from Ellie uh, at the door and bring her back in. And it's at that point as well that <clears throat> Danny's also. Like convinced, like maybe what I read from that book and those <laughs> records that I played, may, maybe what's done this. So um, confession to make. So he goes and shares uh, those records with Beth, who yeah. puts headphones on and is listening in. Uh, and that's when Danny then has to have a confrontation with his sister Bridget, mm. who is now become a deadite and she's there eating the glass because yeah. she just vomited up all the all these insects worms and bugs and cockroaches yeah. so when Danny's asking her she's like you know, I've got uh, insects in my tummy yeah. I don't like them so I'm going to eat this glass and then she ends up stabbing her brother uh, and stabbing him in the chest and he ends up setting her on fire oh, yeah, just that like was they're fun. both covered in some, blood some of the little the little deadite um, isms and like quotes in this were fantastic. What was it well, the one we said earlier where she's like, uh, "Mummies with the maggots now." Yeah, I, was, so I said, good. "I was like, there's no way that that's not a new Slipknot lyric on the next album." Like, Holy <laughs> shit, that was awesome! I was like, "Put that on a t-shirt, Mummies yeah. with the maggots now." That was great. Her her voice was great. I don't know how because they don't sound like the Deadites from the other movies. No, they were a lot uh, more high pitched. They, they in the originals. Well, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. in Evil Dead, were, in the they? original they three movies, yeah. Yeah. there's there's quite a variety of them. Like Scotty as a demon doesn't say anything mm. compared to Cheryl, who uh, is just super aggressive compared to Linda, who's again, just, the, who's but just again, singing the, in, in but silly. But it's, it's the chaos of the yes, demons yeah, and the all variations. Am I right? I can't remember it, but Linda's the only one who actually still does her voice. The other one because. Like Cheryl was uh, Ted Raimi at one point, wasn't it? She was fake Shem. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So like, I I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to. I don't know what the research is, but I'm pretty sure like the, the voices in the first one were. Uh, They're Ted, mostly Ted, Sam Raimi. Ted Raimi or Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in this one, they they were able to take the actress's voice, yeah, twist and, it a little bit, give it a yeah. bit more of a demonic demonic approach, which I really love because it made this dead eye her dead eye her own but that's she's not thing. a rip off of Cheryl or no, Shelley or, or that's that. it the deadites in this film as well all look massively different to all the deadites we've seen up until this point yes now I and put it do down to the fact that this shit. is a new book yeah so different look for the deadites so I'm like I'm kind of fine with that like I'm enjoying dude. the fact that the lore opens it up yeah, no, yeah. no one has to put no, fucking no, turtle no, legs in their eyes no no, no, but <laughs> no. Yeah. no 2013 did the white eyes you know the, the, the white glassy eyes and for me that is the classic deadite look so the deadites in this film that kind of have yeah, a reptilian look I'm like there's too much we get too much like the eyes of the gateway to the soul the deadites I know have just white glazed over yeah. eyes there's nothing there yeah. whereas this one here they they look too much more like the Pope's exorcist demons you yeah, know no, they remake, look too man, conventional when, when, when the chick was fucking cutting her tongue on that thing she had like the the yellowy reptilian eyes and that I'm sure of it I'm sure she does. She does. Mm. She, in in, in yeah. 2013, she does have. They do have um, yellowy kind but of again, different coloured eyes. Yeah. That's kind of a good but explanation in, for it. You've kind of done is that, yeah, a different different book. book. Yeah. Yeah. Different so all the different demons demons look like, slightly yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. In this one, I also felt while I was sat there in the cinema, if you didn't have that opening sequence with them in the cabin, and you didn't necessarily know that this was called Evil Dead Rise, like if it wasn't called Evil Dead Rise, I'm called. 
the the dead book. Mm. It could be its own standalone horror movie coming next about a twenty four studio. Yeah, about a group of kids that come across an evil book underneath their apartment, and they all start to get slowly possessed by demons. The fact that it's called Evil Dead Rise, and that the book is the Necronomicon, we, and it's got mm. Bruce Campbell in. We're like, oh yeah, it's part of the Evil Dead franchise. You know what's funny is that, you know what you say about that? I I agree with you. In a way, it's like, all the way through the movie, until the very end, I I thought that the entire point of the opening scene, even though it said one day later, was just to be like, hey, Kevin, remember Evil Dead? Yeah. And in a way, I was like, Oh, that's kind. Of, it's almost a little bit shit. Uh, like, I didn't think they were actually going to bring it full circle the way they did. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I'm it glad they did. But yeah, but may, maybe that is a lot of the reason they did it. Yeah, I mean, cheese grater. Cheese grater sequence was fun. <laughs> I mean, it just sounded so good. It, it kind of looked all good. I mean, it's because it happens so fast. You see the cheese grater. She grabs it. She throws it at Bridget. Bridget just grabs it, hits her leg with it, and scrapes it. Yeah. And it all happens so fast. So she threw it. I was like, it's bad, bad, bad move. That was it. That <laughs> Did you not think it was like the, uh, the eyeball? Because that was before it, wasn't it? Yeah. Where she yeah. fucking spits the eyeball. She like, bite, <laughs> sucks the eyeball out of his face and that was, spits it into that the was, mouth of the other dude. That was the shot where I was like, are we absolutely sure Raimi's not directing this? Because I call bullshit. I mean, this is it. I, I kind of feel like this. Evil Dead Rise is like the Evil Dead 2 to 2013s. Like you got Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, yeah. Army of Darkness, and then you got 2013, then you got Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise, and then whatever they'll they'll bring out for the third one. In its own kind of loose trilogy. I so okay, I'm gonna bring it up now because I, I I know we've probably still got loads to talk about, but okay, so while they're fighting off all the deadites, like the brother gets fucked up as well, and you know if you're a fan of the Evil Dead franchise, he's going to be coming back at some point as well. And so the sister is running around with the youngest kid, and you would have probably have realised at this point that they're no, no, I'm going to kill off the little kid. So it's just, you well, know, I don't know. I've got to surrogate all the mom. Like, I think they might do it. Yeah. Surrogate yeah. mum trying to save the little kid because you need that kind of sequence going off. Now. When when they get outside into the corridor, she gets hold of a shotgun, which one of the neighbours had, and she's able to shoot her sister. She blasts her in the leg and she blasts her in the arm, I think, That's and right. the sister mm. falls on the floor, kind of losing her limbs. I did love that bit. They've tied the body to the bed, but because they don't know about fucking dismemberment, dismemberment. the body's obviously <laughs> going to come back. Now, the sister, the, the, the middle-aged sister <laughs> comes back, Bridget <laughs> and her and her brother comes back and they're Daddy. both they're both deadites, and they find the mum's body and they force themselves or merge with her to become newer limbs. They cut her out of space the fuck out of her. That was that was fucking <laughs> new. Ooh, do you know what actually? Yes. I know what it reminded me of at the time was uh, the uh, the Rat King from Last of Us Two. Yeah, if you've seen that. Beast, yeah. I think I played it, but yeah, seen. it's basically it, it's that. But I mean, times ten as well. Like, you know, just fucking. <laughs> I mean, a big mass of bodies yeah. just fucking. Of course, it was yeah. teased in the film earlier when the when you saw that image. And again, yeah, you did see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it flashes back. It does as as the transformation is happening to give you an idea of what's what's happening. Because I think the effect is cool, but. You don't get to see it no, in too much That's detail. It. It's all yeah. in the shadows, yeah. which I think is great because you see it happening, and then in the next shot, you just see the shadow of it just disappear up into the vent. And I was just like, oh, man, it's loose. Because obviously yeah. we already had the setup earlier of the cat stuck in the vents. Yeah. I was like, oh, that cat, go and <laughs> yeah, get it. But according to the director, it. the cat made it out of the yeah, building Mr. alive. I was going to say, she didn't, she didn't, didn't get it she followed it up in there. But That's right, it gave her the clue how to get into the house earlier to jumping on our sister while she headphones on listening to the tapes yeah uh, but yeah like 
uh, it's great for Evil Dead to surprise us with something new because like, Evil Dead 1 we just had the Deadites Evil yeah. Dead 2 we got hit with the Rotten Apple Core tree monster thing yeah, again yeah, yeah. Army of Darkness just hit us with whatever they, they could uh, again with Ash versus Evil Dead we had a few extra surprises with demons and monsters but yeah this film something new something straight out of John Carpenter's The Thing you know yeah. uh, and of course having all of the actors still there their faces and the way they all tease and taunt, especially then when all the other residents all become possessed and deadites at the same time, yeah. all saying, "I'll swallow your soul, dead I'll by dawn." <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was it was a cool sort of Evil Dead version of a final boss. Yeah, yeah, I got to admit, the only thing I, I was kind of twisted on the end. I got to admit because. By the time she picks up the shotgun, you're like, "Ah oh, ha ha ha, here we go," Can't and then you some. see the chainsaw. And yeah. Now, okay. So now I'm kind of like sat there going, I'm so, t- and again, this is what I said, when you say about playing it safe and you say do new stuff, I was like, I, by the end, I was right on the middle line of both mm, in yeah, a way yeah, because, because yeah. I saw the chainsaw shot and I was like, oh, are we, are we really going to end this with a chainsaw and a shotgun again? Because yeah. I, because this is new, I'd like to go and see it go somewhere else. Let's make some new iconic Yeah, 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 yeah. But when she does say, come get some, I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, that, for me, <laughs> yeah. that so works. Ooh, she, that familiar she, glow in my belly. Exactly. Like, the, way, the way it's framed, and the I way it's I, I did not enjoy the yeah. oh, killing over a shotgun and chainsaw well, and everything like that. That was cool, but I was like, I, I, I'm I, almost like, can we do that for the last time now? Yeah. Can we just move forward Try something afterwards? new. I'm not we, saying don't have shotguns and chainsaws. Yeah, and everything, it's the most iconic weapons is, of the franchise. So, yeah. You know, let, let's, well, I, you what know, I do like is uh, is that, obviously, the, the Delta, like mm. Sam Raimi's car, has been yeah. in every Evil Dead Dokes. movie, except this one. It's the first Evil Dead movie it's not appeared in. Oh, now, should have been the, in the chainsaw... I was going to say, you sure it's not? There's a like car park at the end of this. Yeah, it's is not it in there. It's not in there. Now, the chainsaw in all the films has been red, whereas the chainsaw in this film, do you see what colour it was? Yellow. It was the same colour as the Delta. Ah. So I was like, oh, it was a nice little thing there. Yeah. Uh, but I like the fact that when she did the come get some with the shotgun, she immediately got smacked in the face, fell over backwards, shotgun went off in the air. Yeah, you know, so yeah it just was kind of like, uh, hey, only one person can do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just when she's got the chainsaw, when she's laying into her sister, into the monster demon thing, blood going everywhere. You can literally just see her eyes and her teeth. And she like, fucking, uh, she <laughs> Mike Myers him. Which was set up in the Fonda's uh, tree nursery yeah. thing, which I was like, well, that's clearly a nod to uh, Bridget Fonda, who cameoed at the beginning Being of Army of Darkness yeah. in the flashback. Uh, well, apparently, according to Lee Cronin, every character in this film is named after an actor from all the previous Evil Dead films. Right wow. So I'm not sure who all of them are, but yeah, yeah I just wait for Blu ray. Do you have right? That's it. That's it. But I, I, mean, but I really, I gotta admit, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, when, but not because I was floating on my way out. We, of the <laughs> cinema. Like, I mean, we were flushed down the cinema on, so, oh on a God. gallon of blood. We were majorly, majorly surprised, weren't we? Because once it finished, we came out and we were like, "Wow, it's still late." Oh, but well, that film was only an hour and a half, and it it's been a while. Tight. Yeah, it's been a while since. Yeah, I've only watched a movie that is only an hour and a half. Was really tight. Pacing was really good. And I just kind of at the end I I enjoyed. I didn't I didn't come out of Evil Dead Rise just going oh they did this wrong they did that wrong they did this wrong why did they do that they shouldn't have done that. that was, I was actually just going, hey you know that was cool that was that was safe it it gave me gore it gave me death it gave me fun nostalgic nods it made me want to go back and watch the other movies again but all that that uh, that's that's a fucking given every time that's I, not hard every yeah. time i turn evil dead the game on all i want to do is watch fucking army of darkness we literally watched army time. of darkness a week ago <laughs> <and> <laughs> but, but it Why was not? flip past it on my amazon or something and was like yeah 
It was just enough that I, I, I looked at like the two kids that got killed and turned into deadites that I was like, you know, that's something cool to put on your resume. I was in this <laughs> Evil Dead movie and it didn't suck and it wasn't a financial flop and I did really well. The makeup was really well done. You can give me more parts to play. You know, the, 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 like, the, like you said, the actress playing the mum, you know, she was great in the TV series. I'm hoping that if they do a sequel that they maybe, you know, harken back to her. Are they going to continue this character's... The, 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 um, I think we'll board? see Lily Sullivan playing Beth in more movies. Yeah. Especially, she's a good final girl. It's one of my favourite shots at the end of the film where she's walking off with, uh, with uh, uh, Cassie yeah. and then she goes back for the chainsaw yeah. and then walks off with the chainsaw. I was like, she knows she's going to Despera- need that. Desperado. Right? Just in case. <laughs> Just that's, in case. Right. That's, that's it. How do you fucking explain it? Like, like we we saw the ending where what's it? Just, just leaves. Well, Jenny you know, or Jennifer. Do you know what's Jessica is, Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. The way that she then comes out at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, well, she's what, gonna find. Do you not hear any of that? Well, she did. She, she does. Says, yeah. I say she does find it. She said I couldn't sleep last night because of all the thunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was a storm as well. So. Yeah. But it's, it's also great that obviously she gets But also, sorry, she gets that's, that's how they, they don't need to explain it into the real world because they're going to demolish that fucking building. So. Uh, it's it's true, condemned, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's condemned. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, Andy, did you have any favourite scenes from the film? <laughs> like, where my head was kicked. Yeah, that scene <laughs> in the boat. Yeah, I can't tell you. The wash of panic that came over me for a second. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> so, um, yeah, that was great. Um... I mean, I, I, I just all of Ali's possession. I just thought was really, really well done. I thought the pacing of it was good. Yeah. The kind of uh, the the glimmer of hope. You, you know, after she like she does the egg thing and then she fucking pukes white stuff. <laughs> Which we were talking earlier off, off camera about how we're kind of all desensitized to red. You know, because you have a whole shining thing with the elevator. The elevator yeah. They are drenched in blood to the point where it just becomes like it's just a color. You know, it's like it doesn't really. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really. It's not blood or anything. It, yeah. it, at that point, it kind of has to a point. I'm not. I'm not shitting on it, but it does. But um, so yeah, she you know she pukes up his. She passes out and it's fucking gross. And then there's kind of like that. You know, she she almost looks like she's coming out of it when they got her in a bathtub and it's sort of like you know they're starting to explain it and you give her that glimmer of hope. Obviously, as the mm-hmm. audience, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then when she pops up into the top of the bath, man, that was—I really like that scene. Yeah, yeah. Like Anything's yeah. in Ali's possession. I, I really forgot about the blood really. elevator. I totally forgot about that. Gallons and gallons yeah. of blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, do you have any favourite scenes from Evil Dead? Um, yeah, I think I think the same thing. I think the mum's possession was pretty goddamn good. I like I said, I just—I know I did it. F- I blame myself for doing it. Maybe I just analysed the movie too much or I needed to watch it again and just have fun with it. But just some of the special effects were... I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's just Not me. convincing for you. Not Yeah, just not convincing enough. The glass just... It just didn't look like glass when it was when it was lit. But it did play like glass when she was eating it, you mm. know. Like the, the, the like like that bit at the beginning where she scalped her friend mm-hmm. and then her friend walks out and I'm like, Yeah, that's pretty cool, but like I was expecting to see the deadite when it was the POV shot, not the friend. I mean, how far has the fucking friend walked with a scalp? And the fact that the girl was already in the fucking water. You know, I don't know. She gets no, she comes from, out and then she, yeah. she face palms the bloody drone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the weird fucking Lovecraftian fucking gory monster. I wish we'd seen a bit more of it. But then yeah. when we, but then 
the fact that we didn't and then we see it getting munched up with the machine that's enough you know it's yeah. like the jaws aspect you only have to see the shark at the end kind of thing um yeah i'm buying it on dvd nice um i got a few easter eggs and references i've stockpiled uh all the ones that that i caught that i thought would be worth noting yeah um the fly sound during the opening titles it was like that buzzing fly yeah. sound in all the movies yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, i love the demonic pov cam which turned out to be a drone cam which uh when you listen to it back you can actually hear the propeller blades going yeah. around as it's moving through i was like that's kind of cool it's subtly uh, in there um, I love the ticking clock in the cabin. It's the exact prop from the original movie, the one that Cheryl draws. Nice. Like, that's great. Uh, the, the tree surgeon truck is named Fonda's. As we said, no, nod to Bridget Fonda. Uh, the pizza place, like you mentioned, is called Henrietta's. Yeah. Uh, reference to Henrietta Noby in Evil Dead 2. Um, uh, I also think, yeah, Ellie's possession in the elevator. Uh, very similar to, uh, to Cheryl and Mia in yeah. the Evil Dead films. I'm not the bad guy here. Uh, I also <laughs> like when the uh, the blood fills the elevator. It's very similar uh, to Evil Dead 1 again, where the blood fills up on the projector screen, yeah. and the light bulbs and all of that stuff. Literally, you're not Evil Dead unless you've got people vomiting blood in somebody else's face yeah. or or the whole screen is just covered in blood. Like that, That's Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah, by the end of it, your, your actors and actresses should be covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, Beth saying, come get some. I was like, I never thought that another actor could uh, could do uh, a Bruce. And uh, she she sold it, I think. It worked. And I was like, you know what? There it is. Let's Maybe we're going to follow the, uh, the uh, like, with in Aliens, you know, we go A, B, C, D with the androids. Oh, yeah. Right. Got Ash. Now we got Beth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Who Fucking knows? Yeah, Mia was well out there, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, of course, all the, the deadites saying, Dead by dawn, I'll swallow your soul. Aim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Swallowing the eyeball and spitting it out. Great, great moments. Really great moments. Um, favorite scenes? Ellie in the elevator getting possessed. The way that it takes her arm and twists it around and you hear the bones snap as she's screaming. Yeah, uh, horrifying, so... Yeah, very, very, very well done. Um, I love the the bathtub scene, as you just mentioned. Uh, the sequence where she's launched up in there and then screams at them before she... She appears up over the bathtub just like Cheryl and Mia mm. in Evil Dead peering out yeah. through the, the fruit yeah. cellar door. So I was like, yeah, that was great. Uh, the tattoo gun to the eye, or the near miss at the eye. Yeah. Uh, the, the cheese grater sequence. Mummies with the maggots now. Uh, dude getting his eye chewed out. Uh, the kid getting his arms pulled off and thrown down the hallway. Um, uh, the, the the old guy blasting Ellie with a shotgun. They're getting pulled off screen, screaming. Uh, all the bits through that spy hole. Love that sequence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The conjoined family monster was, I think, a very cool new addition to Evil Dead. And I love the fact that Beth went back for the chainsaw before walking off at the end. Uh, just very very good memorable uh, moments in the is, film um, is there a gif online yet of um cassie looking at uh, the um spy hole and it's the dude from fifth element like give me the cash from cable guy and, walking and, up and, and down. No, i saw that i saw that one as well somebody had done uh, cable guy really in the yeah. doorway yeah <laughs> with his you green eye. into it yeah. cable um, guy. So before we uh wrap up this section Ian, out of all the Evil Dead movies, could you now place them in a top five? Uh, oh, yeah, it would go um, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, 
um, remake, and then Rise. Fair. Like yep. I said, Rise for me just plays it just too safe on some of the things. I understand why they did it, but you know, next time just push the envelope a little bit further. Sure. Do you know what? I'm going to put Rise above the remake. Really? I yeah, I really wow. did enjoy it. I love the remake as well, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think I'd agree with you, as in that top three. What, like I'm a Darkness like, Evil? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think I'd put Rise above the remake, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to because on any given day for me it's I could watch either of the Evil Dead 3 trilogy mm. uh, I think one is the best movie because it's like yeah, it's, it's got mood, that it's 70s look to it's it a, it's a mood thing it is a mood thing it's like what mood yeah, am I in exactly yeah. two is my favourite uh, three is outrageous it's fantastic um, so I guess it really comes down to uh, which one do I think is better between Remake and Rise right, yeah. and I'm going with Remake still uh, as being my my favorite, and I think it's because I love Evil Dead in the woods. In the yeah, game. it's more Evil Dead. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I guess this was a trial to see if it could work outside the cabin setting, and with three seasons of Ash vs Evil Dead, it can. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like I was expecting a bigger set piece. For this yeah. movie, I wasn't going into this expecting it to be a quite intimate story about family um, with with possession and deadites. I was expecting a bigger scale film, so I kind of like that this is a small scale horror film with some phenomenal imagery. I think cinematography in this film was fantastic. The lighting is great. The set dressing is great. The gore I thought was was really really detailed. Uh, shocking, cringy. It's been a long time. Like Terrifier made me laugh out loud, but Evil Dead Rise made yeah, it me wince. Fucking shark with the gore. In it did. Yeah, it yeah. went too far. Yeah. Whereas this film made me wince and go, "That looks painful as hell." Yeah. You know, and uh, not terrifying, not frightening, but goddamn creepy. Mm. Uh, and so I think in those parts, it's better than the remake. Uh, but the remake just has that setting that I love um, a little bit more. So. Yeah, still a great film though. You know, I'd still highly recommend it, and uh, it's good to see Evil Dead be successful, yeah, or to at least now be this successful. Well. What, what an achievement for everyone involved! After forty as well, years, really. yeah, yeah, it's been forty years since the original film. To say that they've forty years ago, they've just had not only have they I just remember. had a successful movie, <laughs> but they've even got a successful video game yeah. going on it as well. So and so going back on uh, what we did uh, last year, yeah, where we had our. Uh, we voted Evil Dead as the strongest, the greatest horror franchise, horror franchise in, yeah. in history. And it's not let itself down yet. No. <laughs> you know and, and also, as if you put this into it at the time, it wouldn't change my opinion. It wouldn't change anything. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. strengthen my results. Like, fucking six great things great. in it like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that I haven't missed. Yeah. Great TV series, great fucking video game, great movie series. Awesome. Like, fuck. Good comics. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! They can't fucking can't miss. Can't miss. Can't <laughs> miss. Oh my god! Well, that's gonna bring uh, this review and discussion of Evil Dead Rise to a close. Thank yes. you for, for listening in. Well. Yeah. We'll take a small break and we'll be back momentarily to answer your questions. Nice. And welcome back to the third part of the podcast where we'll be answering yes. your questions. Yeah, baby. First question has come in from David Allen Evans. What up, what David? David? Hey, fellas. Hope you are good. My question this month is tribalism in wrestling fandom. Uh, why? 
Seems like a waste of energy one can spend enjoying something one likes rather than hating something you don't. Beats me. World is full of nutters. Tribalism everywhere, mate. You've got tribalism in video gaming, in music, in films, in television. The large group want to go and watch something, and then the minority group find something else which is more in the ground. What does he mean by actually... um, tribalism? So it's like you go and bait me, me for example, saying like, you know, uh, I only watch WWE, I don't like AEW, and then Ian going, oh, I quite like AEW, and me going, well, fuck you for your opinion. Yeah, you it's know. It's really, really oh. stupid. Oh, WWE's the best one in the world, Think but Think of uh, PC versus console gamers, that's tribalism. It's like, no, right. it has to be done on this. It's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Ain't got time for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so. it, but the thing is, what, sorry, to answer your question, why? Because we're fucking stupid. It just exists, unfortunately, yeah. mate. Because you're absolutely right. Like in Good anything, answer. music, music's a big. There you go. How much kickoff was there about people that suddenly started enjoying Master of Puppets by Metallica? Yeah, you've never fucking heard of Metallica. Like, God forbid, someone hears something and then starts to enjoy it and get into a band. You know, yeah. it's like it's always existed it's Mega Drive versus Super Nintendo it's you know yeah. the, the fo- cool, football teams and stuff yeah you know, it's like, but the it's cool thing stupid. with wrestling is I understand that, fandoms but yeah when they get yeah it's a big line toxic between with fandom each other, that's and the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but it, you get you get the toxicity because you get and this, and this is a problem as well with humans with the whole tribalism mentality is a lot of the time people believe they are right and are right overall all the evidence that they are seeing well I just think is people are just generally toxic it's not it's yeah, not yeah, enough. Yeah. listen you, we can uh, but t- take those fans. movies for example sorry just that we just did where yeah, we yeah. had a slightly different opinion on the way the top five run yeah right? yeah yeah you can have you can be like oh, yeah I'm convinced I'm right because it's your opinion the way you like it and same on my side and we don't have to be like well fuck you for not like <laughs> yeah. But that's unf- but- yeah but unf- it's just that people's like utter Need to like but, but not only enjoy something but with, to put down the thing that you don't uh, that you enjoy. That's is why just I love about wrestling, and especially when you get to real wrestling fans. And I know that's hard for people to understand. Well, what is a real wrestling fan? Real wrestling fans will just it's watch, still real to me. Darling. Will watch whatever they want a little bit, and they don't care and don't need to jump on the internet and write about it and back backlash everybody else. Yeah. But some people do because they want that attention. Did we True, did, we yeah. said literally before the podcast started, didn't we? We talked about you talk about AEW, and like I, I was saying to you when you asked me if I watched it, and I said I don't mostly for time constraints. Yeah, I just don't have time. But as I've said a million times on certain podcasts, I'm so glad it's out there. In the same way that I want Ring of Honor to be massive, I want you know all of them. That, like I want Impact to be successful because it's more places for yeah. wrestlers to grow and to work, and eventually they'll make their way to the promotion that I do watch, and I'll get to enjoy them. Yeah. Or they'll get so big that you'll be like, dude, you gotta watch this guy What's in AEW, and I'll watch Who it. Whoever so. knew that AJ Styles was going to turn up in WWE? Yeah, exactly. We never knew. But yeah, next question. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> There's too much wrestling stuff. And- yeah. <laughs> we we see him nodding out. Yeah, yeah, bring, yeah, bring, bring it back. Bring it back. back. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole month just slipped by. We're back. Uh, next question is from Thomas Bank. What, what up, Thomas? Thomas? Will you do the review for Clerks 2 or other stuff from Kevin Smith? Love your podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Um, Thank you so much, Thomas. Um, yeah. I would literally just say to any question like this, for the most part, maybe. But with it being Kevin Smith, I would say more likely yeah. um, because he doesn't you know churn out a film every every year he does take long breaks um, but uh, we've covered Clerks sometimes it's barely a movie we've, we've covered Red Clerks State. and we've done a podcast and Dogma. On, on Clerks 3 uh, so you know we're getting there like, we're, we're getting there but I mean if they don't uh, unless they turn up on the list or we put them on the list yeah. you know everything else takes priority first 
But yeah, it we're also, fans of Smith. Hey, so. hey, hey. With the success of Cocaine Bear and all those other movies they're doing. Now is the time for Moose Jaws for him to finally finish that <laughs> yeah. Tune Off trilogy. <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes, but at the same time, <laughs> like I still haven't seen Tusk yet or Ye- or Yoga Hoses. Nah, man. That's, I, I know. Love Tusk. He's sequelizing it. I think. Yeah, he is, yeah, he's sequelizing yeah, Tusk. You know what yeah. the crazy thing is? You love Tusk, yet you don't own it. And weirdly enough, I find that with Because sometimes you just got to let them go. You know, people go, man, I <laughs> Wait, really no, I love that I movie. And yeah, I'm like, I've got blue, yeah, I've got the Blu-ray attached. you got Blu-ray attached. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you want to borrow it. If you, are, you sure, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know what I'm doing? No, but right now, no, but in my head now, I'm running through my Blu-ray shelf and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's right next to Red State. So, yeah, I think I've got a touch. You're going to have to check it, though. I will now when I get home. <laughs> now, because now when I get home, I'm going to be like, I kind of want to watch Tusk. God damn it, I don't have it. Thanks for the question there, Thomas. Uh, next question is from George Smith. What up, George? What up? Which superhero would you like to have a live-action film that hasn't had one yet? For George, his pick would be the Herculoids. Mm. Um, I have a pre-prepared answer. Uh, mine would be Elsa Bloodstone, which is essentially the Buffy character in the Marvel Universe. Uh, also, Lobo, Lobo in the DC universe. Lobo, you know, cool, he's a character yeah. that's pretty much out for wanton violence and yeah, destruction yeah, against pretty much right. anybody and everything, for the most part. We're gonna get it. I think it. we will. I know he says we'd like, we'd like to have a live action film. I suppose this will be like we'd like to see. Uh, they're not gonna make a film about this guy primarily, but he'll be in it. And I think we're getting him. Is gonna be Clayface. Yeah. Uh, Prof- Professor Pig in Batman would be amazing. Um, <laughs> a superhero that they've not had. a Live not had a live action movie. Uh, Fantastic Four. I don't count that shit that's come before. So uh, yeah, we'll have a good Fantastic Four movie. It'd be nice. Um, I'd like a good fucking Venom movie. How dare you? <laughs> These are <laughs> watch upgrade. You might not like them, but they exist. And up, knows your answer. Yeah, great Venom. Uh, movie. I, I mean, I, I I'm so going to the cinema to watch like, the third one. I, totally, I would love. <laughs> I can't wait. I would love because people. Twitter all uh, Edge of Forge has been signed up for Venom three as yeah, well. I'm fucking people, yeah, people, I'm people forget. Uh, people she forget about the one of the most original fucking um, most original superheroes back in the day done by Sam Raimi. I'd love a Darkman remake. Darkman is. Do you know what? It's I'm going to spoil awesome. it because someone. Someone asked a question in the chat earlier about yeah. favorite Sam Raimi directed film beside Evil Dead, and Dark Man jumped Dark out Man. out of my brain so fast when I read it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I told you everything I know. <laughs> Take the fuck out of me! <laughs> I know you did, Billy, but let's just pretend you didn't. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. Take the fucking out of us. Thank you for the question, George. <laughs> Next question is from Havard Ryan. What up, Havard? Which would be worse, a world without movies or a world without music? Oh, fucking hell. For me, it was an easy choice. Um, I would, you go uh, with? It would be devastating to remove movies, but I would have I to because you can't live without music and movies without music would suck. I, I, I can't imagine watching movies without their soundtracks. I just, they would fall flat so much. Oh, man. Music carries yeah. so much emotion in those scenes, silent movies would just, wouldn't not resonate. That's so it. What would James I would have Horner to do? Movies. <laughs> what would James Horner do? Well, he'd still be able to write music, just one piece and be done. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he just yeah, wouldn't have I, 20 movies to put it into. I, I cannot, I can't walk to, uh, the, I have a local shop uh, 700 yards from my house. I physically can't go without putting my earbuds in. And, and just listening to something as you go, yeah. 
It doesn't happen. I, I I think I would rather go film. I think I've always been a big film fan over music. Well, you get rid of music, keep film. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. And that's really hard for me because I really love music. Love Limp Bizkit, love uh, Jimi Hendrix, but John Carpenter. So now, I, like, I now, was weighing that up in my head if I could get Kingsman rid of John Carpenter. With, watch that Kingsman scene without Freebird playing. Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, no, no but you'd just be like. <laughs> Wait, this is weird. In my head, that's why. I, that's why I just chose film because in my head I was like, could I watch a silent movie version of Evil Dead where every now and again the title card comes up and they're doing the you know doing the lines on there because there's no music and I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know that would actually be quite fun actually. <coughs> Imagine watching Cannibal Holocaust me. without the soundtrack. Boom. Yeah, no, God. Boom. no, it's kill it. This is flat. Pointless. Yeah. Pointless. Next question is from Craig Hall. What up, Craig? Sup, lads? Uh, you're still doing this podcast bollocks? Yeah, oh, great well. sober. The bills. I better keep watching it then. Good lad. What? You want a question as well? <laughs> yeah. Fine. If Give I us must. a question, Craig. Which awesome film would you like to see with a completely different yet still awesome director at the helm? For instance, Aliens, but directed by John Carpenter. Mm. Or The Thing, directed by David Fincher. Or Billy Madison with anyone who had enough sense to throw the script in the bin and set it on fire. <laughs> right with you there, Craig. Um, you know what? After the recent uh, mock trailer that went out, I'd like to see Jaws or Aliens or The Thing or Ghostbusters directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, d- d- was it the Lord the, of the Rings? No, it was the Lord, Star Wars one. Oh, and there was a Harry Potter one as well. Uh, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know where the Star Wars one. Out the, yeah, it was. That was fucking because funny. Because Wes Anderson's yeah. got such a distinct, so unique so visual yeah. style. Moonlight Kingdom, but Evil Dead style would be right. fucking <laughs> amazing. Right. I, I would, I would still like to see Neil Blomkamp do Alien. Alien Three. Well, no, Ali- I yeah. say Alien. No, John Woo does Aliens. Right. And then um, yeah. get Neil Marshall to do Alien 3. Sure, you yeah. You know, he did The Descent and yeah, Dog that's Soldiers. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I'd, oh, yeah. Who do you think would do Home Alone better? David Fincher or Aronofsky? <laughs> who did Terrifier? <laughs> was Dam- Damien? Damien something? Him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> get him to do Home Alone. Get him to do Home Alone. Yeah. Was, uh, get Darren Aronofsky to do it and just like... <laughs> Two scenes in, Kevin's just like, fuck it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> With a BB. It takes, yeah. takes fucking ages. Like. <laughs> oh, Resident Evil directed by Uwe Ball. <laughs> oh, I mean, it couldn't be any worse, wow. right? Then he could, yeah. So we, in a year or so, we'd come back and go, hey, apparently it can miss. It can, it can be. It can be. If you a know, Serbian movie directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> We were talking about already awesome movies. Yeah, yeah sorry, that went too far. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Avengers Protocol. <laughs> Cheers for the question, Craig. We're using that for now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. it. It's a safe word. Well, you've told sorry, us, you've no, told us more your now. safe word now. You'll, you'll snap into oh, it like the Manchurian <laughs> candidate. <laughs> like, oh. Next question is from Josh Delmonde. What, what up, Josh? Josh? Josh is asking the best film score of all time. Simple question. Um, I, I always fall oh, back you on these. You go yeah. for, uh, for me, the first one that always comes to mind is Conan. Uh, Conan mm-hmm. the Barbarian, I think, is a phenomenal soundtrack from start to finish. Uh, but then it's I always tend to resonate to soundtracks and films that have so much energy behind them that you can't help but just hear it the moment somebody mentions the film name. Uh, I'll go with Robocop. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana Jones, uh, yeah. Superman. You know, that John Williams theme is one of the most hopeful yeah. soundtracks ever. Uh, John I love, Williams and Hans Zimmer are pretty much going to yeah. close the fucking market on this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Alien by Jerry Goldsmith, Back to the Future by Alan Silvestri, uh, Blade Runner's Vangelis, Star Wars with John Williams, The Lord of the Rings by Howard um, Shore. The Dark Knight fucking soundtrack I listened to yeah. I, I listened yeah. yeah I listened to my, John Williams uh, as well yeah um, John Williams is I, I think say, probably the, the, the top film composer do you know do you know he didn't have to go as hard in the paint as he did Phil Collins on Tarzan <laughs> he was great in Buster he was I like him in Buster <laughs> he was but that fucking Tarzan soundtrack, soundtrack. fucking slaps yeah yeah can't hurry, love. Um, no, so just have to wait. That's in it, yeah. It, it's such a good question, Josh. Uh, I've I've talked with Ian and Jess at times as well about not doing a film review this week, but just doing our top ten uh, favorite uh, film scores of all time. Mm. And I can never narrow down my top ten. Mm. It changes so much. Where I'm just like, I yeah. hear the Robocop theme tune. I'm like. Absolutely, Anything number one soundtrack Carpenter. ever. Anything I, I by heard, Carpenter. I, I heard that like uh, an advert was playing on YouTube or something in the background, and I heard that, and I fucking snapped to it. And it was an advert for the game that's coming out this yes, year. Yes, yeah, yeah. So like, immediately oh gets your attention, doesn't it? it immediately yeah, gets your attention. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, anything by Carpenter, I think his soundtracks are amazing. Mm. Yeah, uh, sure. but which one would you say is his best score? Ah, uh, see, I, I it's difficult because I got the album, haven't I, for my yeah. car. So, like, I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to Halloween and I'm imagining I'm Michael Myers. And then the song ends. And then, Michael Myers listening to his own theme tune. <laughs> yeah, as he's driving. <laughs> and then as I'm driving, all I hear is... And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fucking good. And then you jump the Starman and that gets really emotional yeah. as well. Like, the yeah. fog can just be really spooky. Prince of Darkness can just be terrifying. Da -na -na. <laughs> da -na -na. I'm like, fuck, I need to watch this shit. Sorry, headphone users. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking anything by Tantino. Kill Bill soundtrack. Inglorious Bound Inglorious Bound Guardians. Guardians. Peacemaker. Peacemaker has been on my gym playlist go to for so fucking long. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for the question, Josh. Next question is from Natalie Holbert. What up, well, Natalie? Happy Saturday. Hope you are all well. So, going on from the It review that appeared on Thursday, what would Pennywise need to change into to scare the pants off of you guys? <laughs> For Natalie, there is a huge African bird with mad staring eyes that terrifies her. I would not be happy to see that bro popping up at the pond when I had a loaf of bread. Uh, for me, Pennywise would probably have to transform into a YouTube copyright bot. It's <laughs> the most frightening thing to me at Sandler. the moment. <laughs> Sandler. Oh my god, making that sound, the Sandler freaking sound. That would be bloody horrifying. See, no, the, the immediate thing that comes to my head is something obviously scary from my childhood. So it would be, either be like, you know, some kind of. Like, the, the, for some reason, the first thing that comes into my head is, well, my mum scared me when I was a kid. So he would probably take on that form because obviously she's not with us anymore. So if I saw her, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing in life? So zombie mum. Yeah, but for some reason as well, the way my brain works, it'd be like, yeah, but Ian, you would just go Suicide Squad polka dot man on her. <laughs> 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 so, so actually the clown wouldn't stand a chance trying to scare me because I'd be like, come motherfucker, come here! You know, maybe like you said, like he turned into a brown envelope and I realized I haven't paid enough tax or something. Right. You know, like, or a P P60. You yeah. are fired. 
scared. I guess, like, growing up as a child, the things that scared me the most were the blob and the thing. Because, like, the blob, there's... You can't kill it. It's just gonna consume you slowly or quickly. Both are terrifying. And the same Mm. with the thing, the whole unknown like am i am i the thing do i know i'm the thing how was i infected was it a horrible idiot mutation was it a cellular you know in infest infection like the whole thing and just find scary so i guess like if i was to boil it down and down and down i guess it would be a form of the leper yeah yeah for me because also you know i try to be hygienic and clean as i can and the idea of germs and cancers and stuff is pretty terrifying on a biological level so mm. i guess it boiled down to the leper for me yeah. an octopus fuck them things <laughs> yeah, man. fuck them things it's gonna be squid <laughs> squid clown squids are fine this is the not spider thing. clown but squid this is clown. the fucked up thing squids are fine don't ask me why oh, octopuses are right out fears are irrational by nature i fully admit that Fuck octopus. Oh man. You, <laughs> Which one's smarter? You know, you can actually. Okay. They're so fucking smart. They they're so frightening. They've been, they're aliens from another planet that have been sent here. They're all washing up on us. the beaches of Cornwall right Ooh. now. <laughs> oh. They're coming to get you. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate them. It's Why like my... can you hate them? Like, what have I ever done to you? They're creepy fucking things. <laughs> Mate, alright. I don't know if I've ever told the story before. I'll do it real quick. Uh, we were in, I want to say we were in Cyprus. It's me, the wife and kid, and we've got our in-laws with us. My father-in-law's in a wheelchair. So we're uh, going through this uh, uh, small aquarium, right? Yeah. Right. And um, at fucking eye level for Den, my father-in-law, who's again in a wheelchair, there's this fucking viewing thing like that. He's off, and he sees it, laughs, and just fucking, I should have known. <laughs> fucking Andy, come over here. I was like, hmm? I took one step towards that thing, and the tackle fucking hit the back. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Darren, go near it. Wait, wait. So then we get to the end, and now this is obviously a, a you know, it's not like British regulations. Sorry, because we get to the end of the um, uh, tour, and there's stairs and no ramp. And we're like, how do we get him out in the wheelchair? They're like, you literally have to take him all the way back through the thing. I'm like, all right, no problems. I'm here. So I turn around. As we're walking, we come past that corridor again. Is he's talking to me. At you? I, I wouldn't know, Gary, because I fucking think this. <laughs> and he's like, did you just <laughs> move like, past? Yeah. I'm like, shut your mouth down. We're getting out of here. Like, have uh, you, have you, like, since a kid? Nope. Well, um, like, I guess. you've always been scared always. of octopus. You just kind of woke up one day Listen, and went, fuck octopus. Wh- whatever the first time <laughs> I ever saw one, I saw it and went, nope. That's nah. frightening. You know, like the way people are with spiders and stuff like that. That's a nope. I'm like, yeah, that's a and, fucking and, nope. And, 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 and that gets me as well, because obviously... Like, I don't mind spiders. Beast, get, beast, I don't mind snake. In fact, be, there's no other animal I can think of that makes me go, nope. There's like, there's like <laughs> six inches of glass between you and the octopus. You'll fucking find yeah. a way out, mate. That's what they do. <laughs> You hear those stories about well, where obviously they... obviously they don't. No, they do. They don't they? You hear those stories about where they get into... They can get out of their own fucking cases, go in and yeah. eat other fish, and then, and then get back, back into the room. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, them. I saw Finding Nemo. Can we stop talking about Oxford? I saw Finding Nemo as well. He was just going to let it go. It's something I didn't know about. Loads of that know about it. That I uh, I constantly get like uh, reels or shorts of octopuses. Normally they're on land. When they move on land, it's like that is fucking unnatural. It's got no skeleton. I I sent him a picture (laughs) one because Amazon had sent me this thing of Hey Ian, you like octopuses? Here's a real here's a real life one because I was I was looking for something for his birthday and there was like a real life one that you could buy as a model. I was never talked to you, dude. I'm gonna send this as your birthday present. This is the thing. Wait no, 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 no. Right. no but, yeah, but it wouldn't matter. Listen, honestly, this is the thing. It's like uh, Jessica's threatened it all the time. I wonder I'm going to bring him like a cuddly 
fucking ultras. I'm like, that's not going to scare me. It's a toy. I know when it's a toy, it's a toy. I'm talking when I see the fucking real ones and they move. That's it. I'm done. Like, I'm no good to anyone. I'm buying one. <laughs> You'll never get in my house ever again. I don't need to. Ever. Ever again. I don't again. need to. I'll just be like, Donna, can you give this box to Andy, please? <laughs> Tell him to call me. <laughs> I'm right. Oh, he's going for it. Would you believe it? I've got a fucking scuba diving qualification. <laughs> right, yeah. I got when I was 16. Petrified is something that lives in the ocean. <laughs> Take a fucking paddleboard out on the water all the time. Petrified is something that lives in it. I'm yeah. not a smart man. Hey, I'm scared of great white sharks, but not scared of that. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, right. Sea bears. Uh, thank you for the question, Natalie. Next question is from Nick Luisi. What up, Nick? Seeing a lot of music-related questions, so I'm mm. sticking with the theme. What is your favourite music video? The song doesn't necessarily have to be a favourite, but when coupled with the video, you can't help but watch it. Uh, Good call, question. Call Me Out by Paul Simon. Um, um, Chevy Chase. Chase. That's a nice. Video. I love yeah. that. I like that video. Um, I also... Ah, oh, fucking like Static X had I, some badass. I would say uh, "Greedy Fly" by Bush. Mm. They filmed it on the set of well, not on the set of the same building that used in um, uh, Seven. That was fucking awesome. I really like that video. Mr. Nice. Crinkle by fucking um, Metallica One. That's a good. Pearl Jam's. Um, I can Jeremy. never watch the whole no, video evolution. of One. Do the evolution. Love that music video. Yeah. The animated one. Which one was yours, guy? Um, you, no, you know uh, I wouldn't. You wouldn't normally hear me say Oasis, uh, but the importance of That's being idle. Oh, that, I think yeah. cinematically yeah. is a really strong video. What's uh, the, um, so, so you say that, and, and like, it's a good example where like I can't. In fact, I can't stand the artist. Maybe. But what was the Fat Boy Slim video with Christopher Walken? Like, we, was it Weapons of Power? Yeah, or something? you can do yeah. this. Wait, just that, that dance is. I, get, I, I'll watch that. Turn the fucking music off because uh, it's fucking terrible. Right here, right now, I think is another. I don't necessarily like the song I mean you hear it it's catchy but the whole video you know uh, yeah, yeah uh, the whole video is it's panning across as we go through creation almost or the, the creature all the way to, oh yeah, to yeah, yeah that is a good one yeah, yeah I just think it's just a great good video, visual yeah. to watch because it's like yeah. five minutes of evolution you know I, like? I like movie movie soundtrack videos where the people in the movie show up so like yeah. Ray Parker Jr's Ghostbusters and they're yeah. in it yeah. you know yeah um, uh, like uh, bat dance with Prince and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what my absolute favourite one is though is um, uh, Vanilla Ice the Ninja rap from. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Do you know ninja, one of ninja, you know one of his lyrics is lyric. He just goes lyrics. And you're like he's writing a song. He's like, I need to write some lyrics. <laughs> I just wrote the word lyrics. <laughs> That'll fill in later. Done. <laughs> right. And one video that I always have really enjoyed. I, I've got to at least watch it if I ever see it on. Um, Moulin Weapons Rouge. of choice. Thank you, chat. Moulin Rouge with fucking Lil Kim, fucking Pink, and uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, again, turn the fucking music off. Yeah, it's a good video. It's fucking good yeah. video. Yeah. Uh, I got one more that I, I want to bring up. It's. I think it's a, a sweet music video. It's Space, uh, Ballad of Tom Jones. Oh, I love that. Uh, the Catatonia singer. Jones. You never yeah. know, but you saved our lives. She's I never awesome. threw <laughs> my knickers <laughs> at you, and I don't, and I don't come, come from Wales. <laughs> The, the lyrics are crazy, so but they, the, the whole visual of the two of them balancing off the cliff, oh, off the car, again, just got that cinematic look to it. Space it's, is a band that you really forget of how good they were fucking back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Dropped, they like, never one reached album, the though, right? Yeah, yeah, but that fucking house, what was it, the House of My, uh, the, yeah, house of my Street uh, music song is fucking great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Jay in the chat just mentioned that Robbie Williams rock DJ one. Yeah, they banned that, was that great, one. But yeah, because they were all pulling their skin off until the Skellingtons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ice rink. That was, gory, that was a cool yeah. video, yeah. Anytime they banned a Robbie Williams uh, video, I was like, cool. <laughs> Guns N' Roses, Terminator 2, oh, You Could Be Mine. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a great yeah. one. And uh, do you know what one I did like was the um, uh, Did My Time by Korn with Angelina Jolie oh, on the Tomb Raider. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking cool. Mate, I mean, he's a dick, but fucking... Fucking, you know, Wiki Wow Wow West, <laughs> Men in Black, and all that. Oh, so like they fucking, Will, fucking William, you know, Will Smith in a fucking um, movie. He's like, well, better knock the soundtrack out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it? I read that he, he was signed up to do something else, and um, he did Wild Wild West instead. Yeah, Matrix. Matrix he was, right. was going to be Neo, right. but he decided to do uh, the Western Wild instead. West. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this six gun in this brother running this buffalo soldier doing what I told you. We're just gonna let him run through. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes you have to. Avengers <laughs> Protocol. Avengers <laughs> Protocol. You know the Alrighty, next question is from Mongo Mongo. What up, Mongo Mongo? Uh, actually, nope. Sorry, it's not. Oh. <laughs> That's my, uh, my bad. Sorry, how are Mongo. you anyway? <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Uh, next question is from Nellabo. What up, Nellabo? What, what question have you wanted to be asked in one of these segments? Don't answer the question. I'll ask it next month. Oh. Um, um, that question. Did you maybe should have started with that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, that, that's the funny thing about this Q&A section. Like, since we started doing that, I really expected, like, some of the most offensive, obscure, fucking over-the-top kind of... Personal questions. Like, we've never actually had a question where we're like, You are so gearing up next month for like, Let's that. see your fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. When when you put this out to an audience, and I think that's kudos and respectful to the audience that we do have. Yes. Is mm. that nobody's actually looked at it and gone, Oh, yeah, I'm just going to put out something so offensive and stupid. Why are you stupid. so fucking stupid? <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know, man. I mean, we can. Um, <sighs> just trying. Just keep asking yourself. So like, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose one question I've always thought would be cool to be asked is why is Ian so awesome? There you go, Nella. You're going to have to ask that next month now. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have to fucking sit through him answering it. This one is for Gary. Why Ian? Why the fuck not, bruh? <laughs> I didn't even need to answer it myself. I didn't even give. He just wouldn't leave. <laughs> I tried to. He came after me. <laughs> just for the question, Next question is from. It's a big one. It's Mr. Will Guitar. What up, Will? Mr. Will? Uh, question. Say it like Destiny Child. Okay. Question. Destiny Child, you know, fucking Beyonce and Kate. Kate I don't, I don't. Our question is the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> that was Vanilla Rice. Is there a movie that you thought would be awful based on what marketing you saw or wiki, but actually upon <laughs> watching it became a top fave? Mine was Jerry Maguire, which on hearing the name I thought would be some IRA dramatization, then seeing show me the money <laughs> clips, I thought no way at all I could take this annoying stuff for a whole movie. But on seeing the actual movie, I loved it from start to finish and has become one of my favorites. Just for the question, Mr. Will, I'm trying to think now. Uh, uh, while you're thinking, I will, yeah. I, I, I'm still fucking... Every time, every podcast I get to mention this movie is when I first saw the Kingsman trailer, I was like, that looks shit. And that was like one of my favorite movies. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So random. Uh, for me, it was... Um, I mean, there's lo there's been a few, but the one that sticks in my head at the moment, uh, Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage. 
Um, when I saw it, when I saw it drop in '99, I thought it was going to be dark, depressing. No, I don't even know that movie. It's Bring Scorsese. Out it's awesome. Bring, bringing out it? Yeah, he, he plays. He, he plays an ambulance driver. Oh um, shit! In New okay, York, no, I know it. Yeah. You know, and I, I honestly thought that the movie was going to be dark, depressing. You know, showing the darker side of the city, and you know him, Nicholas Cage, just <coughs> sorry, Nicholas Cage, just kind of fucking, you know, getting worse and worse as the movie goes on. Then we watched it. Then we reviewed. Killer fucking soundtrack. Um, Nicholas Cage kicking ass. Tom Sizemore just fucking kicking Bing ass. Bing Rames. Yeah. Bing Rames just kicking ass. Patricia Arquette. It was funny. It was insightful. And not as dark and depressive as I thought it would be. Nice. I'm trying to think, really, because the... Um, I, I guess... Like, uh, like the World of Warcraft movie or seeing like all the press and media that came out. I never watched it. Like I never actually watched it. it I was, was just trying to think of like wank. movie that came out with lots of pretty good high press yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you um, Sam, Sam Raimi's Wizard of uh, Oz, Great and Powerful. I never watched Sam Raimi's Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, um, Oz, <laughs> Sam Great and Powerful. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Braff. Did Sam Raimi didn't do Oz the was, Great and Powerful. He did. Zach Braff, right? Wait, it was Zach Braff and uh, what's his name? Fucking. It wasn't Franco, Sam Raimi. Yeah? James Franco. It was, yeah, with Franco, yeah. yeah. Who directed that one then? Who was that? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, Mila Kunis is in it. Because Evil Dead. I never actually watched that one. It was, again, just another film that had lots of promotional and lots of high buzz around it. I kind of went, eh, I'm not bothered with it. The question is, which one did you watch? I actually watched. I'm trying to think because I can't think of any of them. Well, I've got one for you. Curse the Queerwolf. We thought it was going to be absolutely fucking shit. Yeah, but there was no promotional material advertising it as a great thing. It was fucking directed by Sam Raimi. Was it? Thank you very much. Feel yeah. vindicated. Yeah, you are definitely vindicated. I'm fucking. I'm getting old. Do you know man. what? For some reason, I thought I know Zach Braff was, was in it, I never but watched. I thought he directed it for some reason. No, I had no idea. So, that yeah, so I also really? skipped out on watching that one because I was like, eh. So it may be a good film, but no, it's, it's just, not. It's not. Yeah. It's so because right. often when I because unlike Mr. Will, who actually pulled the trigger and actually yeah. went and watched Jerry Maguire, I when I get that feeling, I won't do it. Which is why on the why Twitch channel I have. The Channel Point Redemption for people to send me uh, films to, that they recommend for me to watch because it takes me out of my comfort zone. Because sometimes I won't, I won't do it. Yeah. Because I know what I like, uh, and sometimes you guys do too. So. Yeah. First impressions often wrong. Indeed. Thundercats tell you know, us that at the end of an episode, I'm sure. <laughs> I was gonna see. We learnt shit in the eighties. Right. <laughs> Cheers was, for the question, though, Mister Will. I was gonna save up all my semen and make a castle out of it. I wanted to make it a comfort zone. <laughs> Do you want to do that again without choking on the uh, punchline, <laughs> ironically? Fucking <laughs> You sit there and think up the rest of your song. Fucking right? <laughs> 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 idiot. Next question. How long have you had that in the chamber? And you were like, now's the time. Pull the trigger. I'm going to pull the trigger on this cum joke that the, I've had. The moment that he said comfort zone, my brain went, come for Hmm. <laughs> I just made it up on the spot. Oh, dear. So. I'm the one drinking. <laughs> yeah, give him the rest of that bottle. Right. <laughs> Next question is from Richie Scarface. What up, Richie? What up, Richie? Hi, guys. Love to the podcast. We all know that if we go camping and find an abandoned cabin with the Necronomicon Ex Mortis in the fruit cellar while sober, we will never open it and read from it. My question is, which of you three would open it and read from the book while drunk off your ass and what excuse would they use for doing it? There's uh, no Wi-Fi. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> it would be you. Nothing here. else to do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, Jay, Jay actually said that earlier it would be me. And immediately it would probably because we haven't got any wristless. And we need Ronald <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I ain't going to this fucking cabin. <laughs> Man, if we get to a cabin and there's a fucking... The pages are human skin. That's not going to burn well. How do, you, how do you know if you well, burn, actually, burn, you burn the, human the, skin much well, I mean the book doesn't burn at all that's true yeah <laughs> oh man well yeah like said about Wi-Fi. you know you just fucking nothing else to do let's race some demons fuck the it Lord. Yeah, if I'm ever in a cabin in the woods and we find a book in the cellar I'm burning the cabin down and moving on <laughs> it's a trick get an axe exactly <laughs> cheers Richie um Question from Rio Quinn. What up, Rio Quinn? What up? What's all your plans for the summer? Any holidays planned? Uh, no. I'll ask, I'm looking to you two because I have no plans for summer. <laughs> um, I mean, I I'm going to hide under a big rock. I don't know what the wife's got planned at the moment. I know we're we're saving up for some uh, uh, more decorating around our house. Um, so she's either going to surprise me in the summer and say, "Look, we're going away," or we're not going to go away, which is going to be awesome. Tinder, if you're in the chat, take the hint. Um, no, because I. I as much as I like going away, I don't like traveling, and I don't like going somewhere where there's other people. I'd that rather is ninety nine percent of going away. Right, so then I don't want to do it. I'd rather okay. just, <laughs> I'd rather just like stay at home. And I, I actually, I came up with this idea with Linda. Like last year, there was a heat wave and it was hot as fuck. Yeah, there's one and, coming now too. And, was and, there one? No, I don't think. Yeah, no, was it, year before. No, seriously, it was. Oh wait, was no, no, sorry. It's been every right. year for the last five yeah, years. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. No, no, it was a bad one. And actually. so we our our bedroom is in our attic's our, our, our attic conversion, and so we moved our double mattress from the fucking third floor all the way down to the ground floor to to be cooler in the front room, and it was awesome. For more comfort, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> more comforting. Um, it was awesome because I said to Linda, Take like we woke, up, <laughs> we woke up in the morning, everybody was still sleeping, we're just lying there on the sofa in the front room, we're watching TV, drinking a coffee. It was like we were sleeping over at somebody else's house because you're not in your bed. But it bed. was your own house. But yeah. it was my own house. So I didn't have like, no one's bringing me breakfast in the morning. This I, is I bullshit. Can go to the fr- <laughs> so I said to Linda this year, I said, look, if we're not going away, let's just move the mattress down to the front room for uh, a week and pretend we're like an Airbnb, but we'll just not leave the house and walk around and fucking... Yeah. Fuck it. I ain't going nowhere with people. <laughs> He's like, let's go on a holiday. Where are we going? Front room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're not going away this year. Um... Ironically, that we do. The girls have a holiday booked. They're going. Donna and Jessica are going away for like two weeks to. I think they're going to Cyprus next year, and I'm staying at home to decorate. So it's gonna be. Fun. <laughs> Mate, it's gonna might, be two uh, weeks of an '80s montage of me painting. Like, I might see if I can get Linda to get in on the holiday. She wants to go on a nice beachy holiday. But obviously, I don't do well with heat. So I mean, talk to my wife. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not going away. I've got let's see. So summer wise, we're going download festival next month with Hannah and Adrian like we do uh, with Rockfit so we're working we got press tent fucking passes free mm-hmm. bar fucking stages um, and then July uh, I'm going to see Money in the Bank the wrestling event yeah, in yeah. Uh, London SummerSlam as well in August I'm not going to that that's in Chicago <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, and then uh, when our my birthday is um, September 1st and then the kids is a week after 
uh, we're gonna do a little joint thing. We're going out to Manchester, just go like oh. shopping spree or something. While we're on the subject of birthdays, motherfucker, you need to start giving some plans because you're fortieth this year. Don't tell everyone. It's his fortieth this year, and it, well, if you don't make any plans, then I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, do how you don't get one. <laughs> don't get a birthday. But I just, you know, just be prepared. Like, think of something because it's your fortieth. I'm sure we can get you a card or something. <laughs> But only if you plan something. Right. Well, it's five months from now, and you've got plenty of time to get that card. Like, Man, you you do already, it next week, okay, and then you can just I've sit on got, it. I've already got your birthday present planned. Oh, okay. It's a really nice it. card. Yeah. And a comfort. Oh, God. It's a comfort. I don't want a comfort. He's building it right now. You know, you remember in Tombs? You remember in Tombs where he makes his nest? Yes. Oh god, where's me Kraken? Oh my god! <coughs> oh, I'm so funny. Next question. You're gross. <laughs> you're gross. He's the one who told you you're getting a present. I put up earlier. Oh man. How yeah. Next question. <laughs> next question is from Master of Reality. What up? What up, Master of Reality? What's your guys' fave Sam Raimi directed <coughs> film? That's beside Evil Dead. Dark Man. Say Dark Man. Dark Man is good. the Cross Powerful. Besides Evil Dead, I'm going to go with Drag Me to Hell. Uh, I love that. I love that film. Flick. I think it's a great, sweet little horror the, film. The old gypsy lady in that is fucking brilliant. Yeah, Mrs. Ganoush. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great, great, great moments. The whole goat sacrifice thing. But yeah, Dark Man is absolutely because Ted Raimi is just brilliant in that. Yeah. Uh, as well as um, he pops out that soon. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great <laughs> moment. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can't believe they brought back Durant in the second one. His helicopter fucking <laughs> breaks blue. Yeah, the second that was literally the tagline. Wasn't it? <laughs> like, return, return of Durant. Durant. Like, like, didn't bury it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Take the fucking elephant. <laughs> that was the great moment. It's uh, when his face starts going. <laughs> <laughs> and runs off. Oh my god! Like the way the guy pumps him oh with the two fingers. And fucking Liam Neeson just looks. Oh, he bends. <laughs> Francis McDormand you forget it's Francis McDormand yeah she's yeah, absolutely, fucking yeah. amazing I would also yeah. say Spider-Man 2 I love the yeah. whole sequence with Doc Octopus uh, with all you the chainsaws in the, uh, in the yeah. emergency room <laughs> yeah. Uh, great yeah not a fan of Doc Ock but no <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry no I'm kidding, sorry. I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Mate, Spider-Man 2 yeah Spider-Man 2 is fucking epic okay, yeah. it's fucking amazing uh, PS2 game as well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for the question, Master question. of Reality. Oh, we do actually have a question from Mongo Mongo. What up, Mongo Mongo? <laughs> See? In your opinion, what is the best live music experience you have had and you still talk about to this day? Uh, never been to one. Um, seeing um, no Australian Pink Floyd. They're basically the, oh, the they're best amazing. cover band for they the are Pink, fucking Pink amazing. Floyd. Yeah, they I've were great to live. see live. Yeah. Uh, saw Corn when they came came uh, to our hometown. Yeah, we saw them there. Um, that was pretty epic. Uh, oh. Saw Muse. They were pretty good. Um, but I think I'd go with the Pink Floyd uh, experience because the whole light show as well was uh, fantastic. I um, it's funny. It's not the best. It's not the best band I've seen perform. Oh, I'll give you two answers. Fuck it. So, uh, Sonosphere in 2014, Dream Theater dropped just a fucking biblical set that I was just so in. It was amazing. It's the first and only time I'd ever seen Dream Theater live. But uh, not the most recent time, but the very first time I took Jessica to see Ghost 
live. Nice, yeah. She's like, she was like nine, and we sat there, and it was like it was a uh, ghosted fine. You know, they definitely come into their own. It was like uh, I think it was I can't remember which album it was, but it was a big, it was a much bigger show than I'd seen them at previously. Fucking awesome! Kids stood there throwing up their horns. I'm like, I am a good dad. <laughs> I fucking knew it. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Uh man, I was just thinking actually. I I've never actually um been to any major live bands like that. I like I said I'm more of a movie man than a music man. Sure, yeah. Um I'm I'm best old. live performance in a movie. Best live performance in a movie. Yeah. Music performance in a movie. By the way, the answer is the end of Bill and Ted 2. Or Matey on the Saxophone in Lost Boys, obviously. The, oh, of the, course, yeah. Sexy Sax Man. <laughs> for music, for me, I've, you know, I've always, like, I wanted to go see, I wanted to go see Limp Bizkit back in the day, um, or late 90s, but a um, bunch of friends got tickets. That was the Manchester and then, show, Yeah, and then it? when yeah. I found out that they were going, I was just like, why the fuck didn't you say anything you know I'm a massive Limp Bizkit fan and it was just like oh well we didn't think you'd want to go and I'm thinking oh, no that's more of a you didn't want me to go kind of thing you know and this happened a couple of times where people have made plans to go to you know like Corn. when Corn came down it was just like I'm, it I'm was like get I'm, tickets ASAP because yeah, they're going to go the yeah. thing was I was working in a clothes shop Jonathan Davis walked in that morning and I was just like I didn't know Corn were in fucking Plymouth Plymouth <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is the only memory I have no, of just seeing saying, a live band. Do you know how fucked up that is as well? The fact that you'd seen him that morning. Yeah. Because obviously I had tickets, but where, when I used to work in Games Workshop, I got a phone call from the boys that were working there after I'd left. He'd also gone into Games Workshop that morning. Yeah. Because they mentioned they were huge fans. He gave them tickets and backstage passes. I know, passes. I was going to speak. So you should have spoken to him. I know, I wanted to Because they ended up backstage. His fucking bouncer came, came up to the counter and was just like, do you do Adidas shoes here? And I was like, no, because we didn't do shoes. And I said to him... <laughs> of course like, he wants Adidas like, shoes. <laughs> I was calm, I was responsible, and I said, excuse me, is that Jonathan Davis? And he went, yeah, mate, just calm down. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do you mean fucking calm? I'm fucking being polite as fuck. And he walked over and said to him, oh, we don't do shoes. And the two of them just walked out. So mm. I was just like, well, you know, all right, don't meet your heroes or anything. It's just a fucking... Well, you, it's just normal you didn't guy. get to. <laughs> yeah. You should have been like, fucking move, mate. But honestly, honestly, <laughs> yeah. the, the only live band I ever remember ever seeing and still loving to this day and the song is stupid as fuck is Arnie and the Terminators that I saw up on the hoe back in 92 when they released their song for Terminator 2 which is I'll Be Back and I watched them live do that it's the fucking stupidest movie <laughs> it's a fever dream or something. no seriously I saw because they were sponsored by Boost and they were just throwing Boost off the stage and that's where I got addicted to Boost <laughs> Wow, what a story. <laughs> I love it. That's how I got addicted to boosts. That's why I love the podcast. Fucking what? Seriously. Like, it's the whole love-hate relationship with oh Terminators now. Yeah. So if Carl was selling boost bars instead of drapes? No, fuck <laughs> off. He shot John and No, he'd have had a relapse. <laughs> franchise. Oh, man. Oh, man. We got one more question to <laughs> oh, see us shit. out. <laughs> and it's from Jay Hines. What up, Jay? What's up, man? Guys, thoughts on the Flash trailer that played before Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Mm. I think it looks awesome. Will be the next movie I go pictures to see. Well, Jay, I mean, I have not seen this amount of <laughs> hype, uh, publicity, yeah. and, and fever 
around a superhero movie since fucking the first Batman film, but like the first Superman film. It's like it, you'd think this is the first superhero movie ever made right now. Um, like, e like everyone's turned around. Tom Cruise like demanded an early screening. Spielberg wanted an early screening, mm. and they've both come out and gone changes the face of superhero movies forever I am changed as a person I have seen <laughs> the face of God and it is the Flash movie and it's like for real like do people really miss I, Michael I Keaton I honestly think what they're saying is it's a Michael Keaton Batman movie that's got the Flash, got the flash in. in it yeah. <laughs> it's a difficult one by the way Jay I love that you call it the pictures that's fucking adorable um, like, I mean that sincerely that's um, what my mum calls it yeah that's yeah, great um it's a really it's difficult one as now. well because yeah. well no but the whole thing because like uh, you know fuck Ezra Miller he's a piece of shit right you Ezra know, Miller's like, a piece of shit and the movie's but, get, and the whole series getting reset after I was this really anyway, kind so of like, what's the point yeah if if I hadn't have watched that trailer and the trailer that preceded it on Super Bowl I would <laughs> still probably be <laughs> I would still probably be like you know uh, I don't you know I'm not gonna go watch it. But man, as soon as he starts dropping, like you want to get nuts, and you know, you see the bat wing by the moon, and just I'm just the imagery like, is I'm there. like, oh, this bitch, I'm gonna go. Yeah, to answer your question, it was a fucking great I'm a sucker hype trailer. For it. What a fucking. I'm trailer. not yeah. seeing it in I, the cinema. I'm not going to the cinema to watch it uh, simply because fuck Ezra Miller, fuck DC movies. I will happily. Um, I will. Hey, look, I mean, I can't argue your point. I will. I will happily watch it because I'm a Batman fan and I and I like the, what they plan to do, but I also feel it's too little, too late. You what, know. What do you mean? It's too little, too late. Well, James Gunn's resetting the fucking franchise after this. That's the whole point of this movie. Is yeah, that this is the whatever restart, Flash yeah. is going to do is going to reset? So well, the thing is, this film had been set up since the dawn of the Justice League. Yeah, so I know. Um, it's kind but, of ending, but, but also getting to reboot but, for what's but, coming. So. But you know how excited you get when Marvel drop a movie that you want, no. like, like Guardians, <laughs> <laughs> like Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out. You're like, I have to go and see that because I I'm following see the, a director. Yeah, with yeah, a lineage yeah, of movies story, yeah, 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 which yeah, is yeah. with inside this whole universe that they've created yeah. and that they've adapted wait a minute sorry sorry that's point not to cut you off but who's even fucking directing this movie the oh what the Flash one yeah who's doing it <laughs> the, the studio that's what I mean I don't, I don't, know. I don't even know no, yeah. that's, that's nobody's it. actually talked about that the director thing is though, just I mean, Ezra Miller also, oh, I, I also, looking up now. it's uh, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> also, also though that is my Batmobile as well I can't wait to yeah. see that fucking Batmobile yeah. fire up again yeah. I'm, the, I'm the going Tim I'm, I'm going to make it I'm going to make a come for it when I see that fucking <laughs> Andres Muschietti. Oh, it director. Oh. That's the it director. Ah. We just talked about him. So the first half of the film probably be really good. <laughs> <laughs> when we get the adults, and in, then when the other flash comes in, she'll be like, "Oh, this fucking thing." See, now I I I like the ideas that they're going behind it, but like I said, it it just feels like. It feels like I'm gonna get the Flash movie and be like, "Oh wow, that was really, really good." And same with just remember when they redid Justice League, yeah, they, the Snyder, and they were just like, "Oh my god, this is gonna open up." And what's happened since they did it? Well, it died. The, no, whole, it, the right. Snyderverse is dead. I, I don't think that they sold it as kind of like it's gonna change. They did. They already they had did, plans. Because there was but, the, 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 the internet. Hey, we need right, to see right, it. We but, need to see it. And it was great. It was three hours long. We'd never seen it before. But they've not capitalized on I, it i would say i will say though again just on point of the question like as as a trailer mm. 
one thing that was very very clear about it was like it starts off with like I mean it, in all but actually doing it like you know I'm Barry Allen and my fucking mum died and now I've travelled back in time and I've fixed it yeah. and now the rest of the movie is about Batman, Supergirl, fucking Zod and all this other stuff that you're seeing you know <coughs> that you've already seen that you already know about yeah, and yeah. that looks like it's the focus of the movie, you know. I, okay, and the fact of like, and there's two flashes in it, just like, you know. I yeah, I do want to do the um, Snyder version again. I need to do that because I did really enjoy that. Out of it, in comparison to Endgame and um, Infinity War, I was just like Justice League. Yeah, was almost there, Disney. You should have capitalized on it, and instead you decided to do what you always do and just Warner Brothers. Warner Bros. Say, do what you always do and just run off in another direction, thinking you know what we want when actually we're telling you what we want and you're not listening. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, the the good thing about the 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 James Gunn is like what they've basically done is they've gone, we need a Kevin Feige. They've yeah. needed a Kevin Feige yeah. figure yeah. and they've appointed one. Like, hey, listen, yeah. whether James Gunn's the man for the job, I personally am like, well, fucking hell. Like, he could know, do yeah. two movies. He's and already done the, the, with what he did with Suicide Squad and, and um, Peacekeeper. I'm like, yeah, like, but the, I'm happy to see what he but does. They, but they've been, yeah. like, how much, how much shit has he had to go through over the last 10 years just to yeah, get Yeah, a lot of stuff? shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's I mean, he, fucking do so. I, he, he's, he's finished his Superman script. He's in early production for it now. Oh, yeah. We'll find out when we get new Superman That'll tell us all, how, you know. At least then, for what's going forward, yeah. DC wise. I did watch this little cool video, on YouTube short, where it's just like, um, it was this guy's like, I can tell you right now why Kryptonite blew up, and it showed you why Krypton blew up. Uh, Krypton blew up. <laughs> uh, why Krypton blew up, and so it showed um, a Superman's mum from Man of Steel. Yeah. It showed the new girl that's in this one. Yeah. Um, and the guy was just implying that all of the fucking Kryptonian oh the the woman from Man of Steel you know Zod's lieutenant yeah yeah all the Kryptonian women are just like hot as fuck you know and they just you know just raise like, the cortex around the planet just, just right. the right. giant comfort <laughs> and that was it my comfort of solitude comfort of solitude Jesus. It's time to end this. this we're done. Podcast, we're I think, out. I this think is we're it. Done. We've reached our fucking peak now. Yeah, all right. the you don't get gone. no better than that. The tissue's gone. Oh, God. Uh, oh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and submitting your questions. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll be back next month. Of course, new film reviews on Thursdays. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, yes. and on Patreon. And don't forget to join our Discord. Ian. Andy, pleasure as always. Sweet. Thank you so much, everyone, and we'll see you on the next one. Love your faces. <laughs>